Thucydides, the father of history, proclaims they were invented by the Corinthians in the 8th century BC. Extremely light and manoeuvrable when outfitted with its customary three rows of strong oarsmen situated into banks on each side of the ship. The primary tactic of the ancient Greek trireme was to attempt to strike an enemy ship with its bronze ram, mounted on the right side. This ram, combined with its manoeuvrability and the experience of an Athenian crew of oarsmen, made the trireme an extremely effective class of ship in naval combat. As time went on, however, marines and naval boarding actions, ship-based artillery and missile barrages became the more effective options for naval action, thus rendering the trireme effectively useless in comparison to the pentia and quinquireme, its replacements in naval action. In 2003, Warner Brothers were running their own large-scale military operation, the creation of an old-school Hollywood epic. A bunch of lily-white boys, some swords, some sandals, and maybe, if they're really lucky and don't yap on too much, goddammit, a woman. They had their general, a Germanic steady hand, fresh off the boat of directing George Clooney's grizzledly charming Captain Billy Tyne in The Perfect Storm. This guy could work with big weather, big egos, and big boats. But what they needed was their trireme, a three-headed, three-armed, star-power-wielding machine. The first choice was obvious. Achilles, the coolest, hottest guy in all of Greek history, must be played by the coolest, hottest guy in all of early 2000s Hollywood, William Bradley Pitt. For his rival, Hector, they needed dignity, they needed respect. And what says dignity and respect more than Ang Lee's Hulk? So they called up Eric Banner and he said, do I have to do an accent? And they said, could you kind of half do one in some scenes? And he was like, absolutely. <laughs> and then I'm assuming there was some sort of rounding error or he fell off a cart or something. Orlando Bloom is also there. So they had their general, they had their trireme of stars, they built huge sections of Troy in Malta and, and their movie was a smash hit leading to $497.4 million at the box office. But despite its massive success at the time, Troy suffers in the cultural memory as a footnote, seen as a bloated, overlong mess of a movie. Its old school style of putting a bunch of movie stars and little skirts throwing spears at each other is seen as quaint and outdated. Like its naval predecessor, this trireme was being superseded by newer models of blockbusters with the pentier of rebooting old extant franchises and the quincoreme of cinematic universes, poor, poor Troy doesn't stand a chance in the cultural memory monolith. But perhaps there's something to learn from this little movie that could that cost $195 million to make. Perhaps as the fires of this once great city spread around us, we will think back to a more peaceful time. Or perhaps, in the words of one Agamemnon, we will simply let it burn. This is Troy. Welcome to Supporting Cast, a show about the undersung heroes of the film industry. With me, as always, is Lincoln Vickery and Hello. Charlie Davenport. Hello. Oh, okay. Hello. <laughs> oh, we're rusty. <laughs> oh, my God. I didn't know what I expected, but like a paragraph metaphor about boats <laughs> wasn't it. I don't know why you wouldn't expect that. <laughs> well, because the boats don't really play a big part in the story. Yeah, you've never been more wrong about anything. Okay. This movie is 95% about the triremes and nothing else. <laughs> The triremes spend most of their time on the beach. Yeah, and you get to look at them. They are really good. They do I love look really I good. Love tri the thing that I discovered when watching Troy is that triremes are one of the most important things in my life, and I did not know. <laughs> That's um, they good have information. They have eyes on them. They're beautiful. I love them so much. I love triremes. I feel like old pirates. 
sure. Okay. So you know how you used to be a car guy and yeah. now you're a tri-ream I'm a tri- guy? I'm, I, I'm so much more of a tri-ream guy than I am a car guy. Car okay. guy, I'm, I'm like, I like certain types of cars. I... I fucking love a trireme. <laughs> I want to get under the hood of a trireme. So, <laughs> and I read for that <laughs> a fairly lengthy historical, uh, like probably aimed at like teenagers for like their ancient history class. Uh, just kind of like four to five pages on triremes. And I tell you what, fascinating stuff. You know who probably else did that? Uh, Nigel Phelps, I reckon. Nigel Phelps might, have, might have read a thing or two about the trireme w- and maybe the pentier and the quinquireme. I will say my favourite thing about Nigel Phelps, uh, his whole energy creating this movie is that he probably did read it and he threw it all in the bin. And he was <laughs> yeah. like, I like that one. That one looks cool. Yeah. We're putting that in. Yes. Absolutely. So for those who are just joining us for this episode, we are, as Seamus so eloquently explained before we are the series we talk about unsung you know film people so we've done different actors at the moment we're in the middle of our series with Nigel Phelps who is a production designer so we've just done Batman we've done Judge Dredd both excellent films uh really uh go back and have a listen to those both films of differing quality I'd say I'd say (laughs) both excellent uh and (laughs) then we have got of course Troy so I don't know if you guys want to have a little bit of a chat about you know, just where we've been at or what, like we've had a bit of a break for those loyal fans. Um, yeah, we go, life got a bit busy, so we put this one on the ice for a bit, but now we're back. I got long COVID. Sorry, everyone. Yeah. Uh, I got so sick and I'm still <laughs> recovering. <laughs> you know what is, it's not funny, but it is funny. We were about to record this episode just as Paul Lincoln was recovering, but Lincoln, to give himself a test, read his opening paragraph <laughs> and then ran out of breath. And now I'm like, did you just not have long COVID or was it just a dramatic was monologue? It just, was, it like, just, was it just well, a did lot? you maybe just write too much? Yeah, I was yeah. like, hang on. You're like, it's done. No, just when joking. You, Lincoln when, was you, joking. You, when you say that, I got really worried about you. Hearing it now, I'm way less worried. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, well, I tried to re- yeah. Because, okay, not, not that I'm so good at doing this stuff, but You're it's like good. I can read long tracks of text quite well and the fact that I couldn't made me upset and anxious. I love the idea that like the test for long COVID is that it'd be like see if you can walk down the streets like read read this monologue monologue that Lincoln wrote (laughs) for his dumb podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Medically Um, approved. Yeah so I got I got really really sick and then it was Christmas and then it was the start of the year and we got really busy and now it's, what, the 24th of January when we're recording this. It'll probably be out next week if I get my shit together. Um, and uh, so now, finally, well, also I think, just important, like, Charlie, you have a full other podcast and a, a job. Seamus, you have a full job and we work together on a bunch of uh stuff as well this is a thing that we want to keep for ourselves it's like kind of an enjoyable thing yeah, so we don't totally. feel like we're killing ourselves and making this stupid podcast about people no one's heard of and these two are, you know uh not mentioning something massive is that they've got a short film that they have both co-wrote co-directed that's going to be fantastic they've been finishing up in the last half of the year and this year that i'm so excited about and we'll be talking about that a bit more which is so cool so obviously that took out a lot of time we do ourselves and supporting cast oh yeah. honestly i that is so funny it would be really funny to do that it would be it would be short. It would be our shortest episode. We could do like, yeah, we'll two episodes my, on me. We, we do my show <laughs> reel. My, hey, that would be good. <laughs> that would be actually very, very funny if we, <laughs> if we very, very seriously just played each of our show reels and we're like, it's a really interesting performance. Yeah, yeah. Uh, f- so script to screen. Um, this is a scene from Black Books and then another scene from Black Books smashed together. Uh, Mine was from um, This Is England. 
And I was like, Was it really? Yeah. And I was like, What if me and the other edgy guy from my year were like, We've got to be edgy? But we were like 19. <laughs> That's like, really good. So was that Oscar Harris? Yeah, me and Oscar mm. Harris doing this. Is Oscar England. Harris, who we saw, yeah, we were uh, we were, uh, had another short film at a, a festival last night. Plug for Flickerfest, I guess. Shout out to Flickerfest, and we saw Oscar Harris in a, in a short that was from WA. Oh was... yeah, Oscar Harris. We could do him next. He's actually a listener of this podcast. Shout out to Shout you, out. Oh, Oscar. Yeah, Oscar. Oscar. We're Great do performance, you next. Oscar. <laughs> Oscar, I've never been more surprised than to see you fall out of that barrel. <laughs> It's it's awesome to speak to each individual listener one by one. Well, that's the kind Cheryl, of catered service you, you can get from our Hi, Mother Sherilyn. Hello. Okay, so we're back. Hope you didn't miss us too much. Or I hope you did. I hope you did a little bit, though. Just a little bit. We miss doing this. As we were saying, though, we wanted to keep it fun. And it's obviously a big commitment for us, but we do have a good time once we... Once we get here. Once we know. get here. Once we're fucking podding. It's a great time. Can't stop us. You, uh, yeah, yeah, you once really you pod, can't. You can't stop. <laughs> once you pod, you can't stop. <laughs> we're the Pringles can of podcasting. A hundred percent. In us, lots of little Trojan boys. Lots of little chippies. <laughs> so, Nigel Phelps. Oh, wait, it's Greek Incredible boys. production designer. Um, we do a bit more of a kind of breakdown of his earlier career in the past previous episodes. But, like, let's give a little bit of a catch-up of where we're at. So we had Judge Dredd in 1995, right? Mm-hmm. And Troy, which is coming out in 2004. 2004. So well, a bit of a chunk. This is where our biggest gap between his movies uh, The next one, I think, is, is 12 years because P- Detective Pikachu, Pikachu is 2016. A- and that's True. not for, like, a lack of options. Like, he works all the way from Judge Dredd to here. He does Alien Resurrection, he does The Bone Collector, <gasps> and he does He Hull does Alien Resurrection. He created my favourite boy. Your favourite boy? Have you seen the baby alien in Alien Resurrection? I have not seen Alien, baby alien. Please continue. Uh, I've seen Alien 1, 2, and 3. I haven't seen 2 in a long time. Wait, you still haven't seen Prometheus? I have not seen Prometheus. Like, to be fair, I think that's one that a lot of people haven't seen. Is he on? What are you talking about? Is he on Prometheus, I wonder? Nigel Nigel Phelps. Phelps, I I don't know. I haven't looked. We'll find out. Shocking. You know who hasn't seen Alien? You. You haven't seen the original Alien, the, the movie Alien. Alien. No. You haven't seen it? No. Pretty I've good. been waiting to watch it. I've studied it. Waiting for what? It. Waiting to watch it in the right setting. It's my What's partner's right favourite movie. I don't know. Romantic. I'm proposed <laughs> to him as the alien bursts out of the chest. Sorry, I'm just going to show you partner. the alien from Alien Resurrection. He's a beautiful boy. He's, the, oh, he's, yes. he's Sigourney Weaver's son. But isn't Alien Resurrection set nice. 200 years in the future? Yeah. She gets reincarnated uh-huh. and, and is half alien, half Sigourney. Perfect. Cool. Yeah, uh, that's a good pitch. It's kind of a good pitch. That movie is not very good. It's written by Joss Whedon. Is yeah, that what you were about to say? That was what I was going to uh, ask. And the co- the conflict between Joss Whedon's writing and the alien law just like clashes that's the great. entire time. Um, not a great flick. I still love it. It mm. also, it, but mostly because it stars my favorite actor, the Xenomorph. Anyway, sorry, Alien Resurrection. I'm going to stop you at everyone. No, that's absolutely. Uh, the Bone Collector, Great. which is a uh, Philip Noyce film. Uh, Philip Noyce? He's yeah. Noyce with it. Yeah, he's Noyce with it. Uh, Australian director. Uh, and then Pearl Harbor, which of course Michael is Bay. Michael Bay, which is a ongoing and long relationship with Nigel Phelps, as mm. we mentioned several times, met uh, doing music videos. One of the reasons that we're going to jump, may, not, jump from here to Detective Pikachu is that there is a really, really long period of time where Nigel Phelps is mostly doing Transformer movies. Yeah, which we, uh, I wanted to do one, but I think it would be pretty, they're pretty depressing to do. They're really... I think that first movie's all right. Was he on the first movie? I believe so. Uh, oh, I don't think I he was. Maybe he's think he not was on the one. So we couldn't reason. do the first yeah, movie. Yeah, we, we, right, we right, debated right. it. we like, let's do Dark of the Moon. Because <laughs> we try to do beats in people's careers, right? Yeah. We try to curate this because we, um, we're thoughtful like that. Not us just yelling at each other about what movies I, we want to watch I like next. to think about it like 
I, I know we've spoken about it, but like, like, cheese board. like the Criterion channel does like retrospectives or whatever, where it's just like, we're picking stuff out of the hat. We're just like showing the kind of breadth yeah. of it rather than. And we're kind of showing different eras in action movies and production design in action films. Cause everyone we've picked has been in action and we have like different kind of eras of it. So you have, you know, the bat where you start with Batman, where you have a lot of the, you know, the drawings, that kind of style. Um, we've got a lot of animatronics and judge dread. We've got a historical action piece with Troy. And then we've got CGI, CG, like, you know, yeah. pairing that, you know, Mewtwo. Roger Rabbit style. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, yeah. With started Detective with Pikachu. Roger Rabbit. Now we're here. With and Detective Pikachu. Pikachu's got a little hat. And, and Mewtwo's in it and Mewtwo is in it which and is, is his dad I haven't seen it yet guys no spoilers oh. <laughs> okay okay I'm so excited to see that movie <laughs> that movie is Have good you, yeah right no, you, no, I I'm, feel like you would really like that movie the movie's good it's I also can see a there's good, certain things flick, that maybe um, you know uh, appeal to my interest in that movie like the Pokemon, <laughs> Pokemon. franchise <laughs> um, Justice Smith is that his name the yeah yeah actor? yeah I, th I think he's great. I think he's really I think everyone's really good I'm really excited to talk about it. I'm also really excited to talk about this movie yes the, this movie is why I pushed so hard to do Nigel Phelps. I think when we so. were this, about is, this, this is a big. This was a big thing in our initial discussions about like what we would just like. What movie do you want to cover? Yeah. Like, and then working backwards from there, and then discovering this kind of like four decades of blockbuster thing. Uh, Troy is the movie that we wanted. Troy, um, for me, had I'm now I I didn't realize this until we started rewatching it because I haven't rewatched it in years. Troy had almost as much an effect on my brain as a uh, seven-year-old, uh, eight-year-old, mm. as Donnie Darko had on my brain as a... Right, a 13-year-old, 14-year-old. Right. Uh, I think, and this is my kind of thesis of Troy, unfortunately, all of my toxic masculinity <laughs> is this movie. <laughs> I can't believe how much this movie just makes me feel good in right. a hindbrain lizard way. Right. I love it every time... Every time someone throws a javelin, every time someone does a little hop, every time someone has a big hammer, there's a scene in the extended <laughs> edition. Some of the most on. toxic masculine Sorry. things you can little do. Little hop! Sorry, that was so... I just love the javelin. Like, yeah, cool. Little hop. <laughs> little hop! And then you went back to Epic. You know, but little hop was the one that... Big really, hammer. Yeah, big hammer. And uh, there is a great... Si <laughs> so, a uh, thing that we discovered very Guys, recently... we're here to talk about workplace harassment today. I've noticed that... Um, I'm hopping! <laughs> a lot of the men think that they can get away with doing little hops. Um, Guys, I'm hopping mad. <laughs> uh, Roger Rabbit right here. Um, there is an extended... A, a bit in the extended director's cut. Oh, um, boy. I discovered <laughs> this, that... This is going to be a I'm long so, I, I, have, I have actual goosebumps right now. Um, <laughs> there is a scene in the dire uh, director's cut, which is, I will not talk about as we go through because I can't remember where it is, uh -huh. um, that is not in the original. Charlie, you've only watched the theatrical. Lincoln, you've only watched the director's cut. Right. I have watched what? both. How did we manage this? Anyway, there is a scene in the director's cut that's not in the original where they just throw swords to each other after cleaning them. And I was like, that's the sickest shit. Why would you ever cut it? That's awesome. Never see the characters again, but they're just polishing short swords. One of them looks at them down the barrel of the sword and he goes, nods and he throws it to someone else. It's beautiful. How long was the theatrical cut versus the director's cut? Uh, 30 minutes less. Yeah, so I believe the theatrical cut is a slim two hours 20. Mm. Or maybe two hours twenty five, mm. and then the directors is two fifty. I think it's a hundred and ninety. Yeah, I remember being like, "How do? Oh, there's how? more. It's a hundred and ninety five <laughs> minutes to a hundred and thirty, uh, two hundred and thirty seven minutes. I think. So we're talking about your toxic masculinity. Yeah, yeah. This movie has everything. 
This has. <laughs> I love. Go, what? Sorry, I, I want to break this down. Yeah, I want to. So I want to pe- peel back the layers here. When you say that this movie defines your toxic, you're saying. Well, you know this... how people watch The Wolf of Wall Street and don't get that you shouldn't be The Wolf of Wall Street. Sure, sure, sure. I watch this and I'm like, I should be Achilles. Right, right, right. I right, should. Right. I, I should just dedicate my life to throwing spears and acquiring glory. Right, right. You didn't right, want right. to be Hector. No. Hector's the only sensible one, but I want to be Achilles. You're I want like, to be really toxically mad. You know who for, no one wants to for be? For you, this is the, the first two acts of Goodfellas. You're yeah. like, well, there's nothing that could go wrong there's here. There's nothing wrong. <laughs> yeah. Achilles, this is the best. I, I, I am so enamored with, like, one of the opening lines of this movie is just, he's the biggest man I've ever seen. I wouldn't want to fight him. And then Achilles turns to him and goes, that's why no one will remember your name. Yeah, yeah. And I was like... I've also written that down. That's, that's one of the greatest lines. One of the hottest lines ever said. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I want people to remember my name and not for any of my creative work, but for my mastery of the javelin. <laughs> for running at someone uh, and doing a little Sorry. hop. For my hops, for my hops and skirts. <laughs> I gotta, I gotta get a hop and a skirt in my life. Charlie, it was your first experience watching this film, is that correct? Obviously... You watched this film accidentally before we were even going to talk about it last year. Yeah, we have to shout out to a dear friend of ours. Um, Lincoln has this thing that he does where mm. he asks us all for our top ten films, right? And I you collect know, all my friends good, in my phone. Yeah, it's a cool, it's a fun way to kind of get to know someone. And um, we were at a party once, and we asked a dear friend of ours, shout out to you, Stephanie Sindos, fucking legend, whose number one pick was Troy. And I don't know why it just made... I, it's it one, it's of, one of the funniest picks of all time. It's really funny. Like, just of all the films, you just go, what about Troy? And I she was deadly serious. never turned around on an opinion hard. <laughs> Troy could have been my number one. If I'd never seen Lord of the Rings, I think Troy would be my number one. I went, I have to watch this movie because I don't understand why it's so funny. Everyone can't deal with the fact that Troy was on number one on the list. And so I watched it and... I hated it. <laughs> I feel like there was, I, I really don't like this movie for many, many reasons. There's some things to love about it, I guess, but it's just like above all, it's kind of boring. That is the biggest problem with Troy. Like it wow. actually is boring in wow. the end. There's some amazing fight sequences. And honestly, we'll get here. Like honestly, Hector versus Achilles, incredible fight sequence. They nailed that. I think really, really great. Every fight sequence is yeah, good. Yeah, fight sequences are good. You mm. know what I mean? Anyway, we'll get to this I later. I tend to this. agree with you. Yeah. I think this movie sucks shit. It's such a bad movie. <laughs> and the fact that I had to watch it again in such close like um, proximity to... I don't even know life. What I'm trying to say. I just yeah. The fact we had to watch it again for this, I was excited to talk about it because it is a lot of fun to talk about. It's one of mm. those ridiculous Hollywood movies. There's a lot of like mm. stuff around the ridiculous making of that Hollywood we'll get to as well. Um, but yeah, this movie. I mean, it just annoyed me because I love Greek history, ancient Greek yeah. history. It's my Roman Empire. <laughs> wow, the Greek Empire <laughs> the is Greek your empire is the like, Hellenic it Empire it is, is your <laughs> Roman Empire. Interest. I love it. I've read so many like retellings. I like you know I'm a big fan of like basically what is it Greek mythology fan fiction <laughs> like, <laughs> and I'm here for it. So I feel you're like you're reading all of Herodotus and being like, this is <laughs> fan fiction. It's, it's fan like fiction. I guess that's kind of what it was. It is. That's all uh, history is. Is just fan all fiction. Fan fiction. But I think. Basically, this movie I should have loved. <laughs> Fan fiction is written by the winners. It Sorry. Is. I should have loved this movie. And I didn't. I and agree. You should have loved it. Yeah, I, I guess I didn't watch it at seven. I think the reason you didn't is because it's is not very well made and yeah. it's poorly written. Yeah. Um, I was chasing I the gladiator high. Well, yeah. Turns out the Roman Empire was better all along. <laughs> <laughs> Turns out I was incorrect about that. I think um, this movie is, is quite quite poor. When I watched it the first time, before like which would have been in November I came away from it being like hey man 
three and a half stars. I had a good time trying to watch it again t- two days ago, yesterday, um, and being like, this movie is two hours and 50 minutes long. And whenever it is not actively throwing a spear at someone, it is almost difficult to keep your eyes attached to the screen. Mm-hmm. You, I think genuinely not to, to try and like, to try and control my... Mm-hmm huge sweaty body and <laughs> all of the enthusiasm From I diving feel about across it. the table and strangling me today. Sorry, small hopping. <laughs> little yeah, yeah. hopping little hop. all the way. I would, <laughs> <laughs> I would love to hop kill someone, unfortunately. there. <laughs> I think watching the theatrical cut, which has all of the violence cut out, and then watching the director's cut as two separate experiences is maybe why I didn't have it. I had no shine wear off between the two experiences mm. also i watched the theatrical cut over two nights and i was like this is a bit long but man i really am up on board at the end and i came in to watch the theatrical cut last night after a full day of work mm. uh, night before last a full day work at work didn't finish till 3 a.m i was watching it i was so much more walked in <laughs> <laughs> i was because i was i was for some reason i was like oh I notice all the differences. I see the code in the Matrix. How wonderful. How the hell did they crop out Diane Kruger's nipples in that theatrical cut? (laughs) It was crazy how much more intensely I watched it and was fully ready to think it was worse and somehow came out even better. Wow, that's awesome. It's crazy. That's awesome. Hey, I... I love love, you know. I love if I love the, loving a movie is never so, something you should be ashamed of, mm. uh, except was, maybe in this instance. What a terrible take! This movie sucks. I me, thought you were going to say Sing- I love love, and you were going to be like, and I love this beautiful love story in this movie, and I was like, I'm not going to defend that. I love the beautiful love story between <laughs> Rose Byrne and Brad Pitt in this flick. We will get into it, Shami. Do you want to do any uh, like production history, script to screen? There, there are definitely some interesting ones, um, but the main the main script to screen is. That that this was David Benioff's first actual pitch. Uh, he got a um, his first movie uh, was a book that he wrote for um, it was for a thesis or a master's that then he got optioned and then wrote the screenplay for himself. Pitched uh, just the Iliad, like basically went in and pitched the story of the Iliad, which is a great. He, uh, you know, I think it's fair to say he does love history and he loves reading all of this he stuff. Ser- he certainly does. But it is also kind of feels like I forgot to do my homework uh, <laughs> pitch where he's like, fuck, what's uh, the... So what do you have for us today? Uh, uh, um, the, bu- the Bible. Uh, 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 no, the, no, uh, no, that's already done. Uh, Troy. You heard about this horse, dude? Um, really good stuff. Uh, he pitched it and then at the end of the pitch, the produ- uh, producer was like, when can you have it by? Apparently it just went wonderfully and then pretty much went into production. Classic David Benioff About story. Seven months he later. It was really didn't quick. didn't try tonight. very hard and it went Nailed perfectly it. for him. Um, <laughs> and then... Went uh, on to do Game of Thrones, Game of Thrones. correct? Yes. Went on to do Game so, of Thrones. Yeah. For yes. those who are not Benioff heads... I don't think anyone is. <laughs> Everyone loves Benioff. No, no, for me, I'm a Weiss guy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, the yeah. Benioff and Weiss <laughs> duo, I'm a Weiss guy. But yeah, is that that's that a Weiss so stuff. serious. Are you a vampire or a werewolf or are you Benioff or a Weiss? <laughs> are you Benioff or Weiss? <laughs> I'm a Benioff. You're definitely yeah, a Benioff. Yeah, you are a Benioff. I think I'm actually a Benioff as well. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, we've got a big Weiss man over Weiss-y. here. Yeah, and then uh, Christopher Nolan was initially meant to direct this and then again, <laughs> Nolan was meant to direct this 
turned it down. Why, why get Nolan when you can get <laughs> Peterson? Yeah, well, because Wolfgang Air Peterson Force picked One, it up. Let's go. Because I love Wolfgang Peterson, to be clear. Yeah. Uh, Wolfgang Peterson is so innocent in this movie. And then, weirdly, Wolfgang Peterson reportedly may have only taken this because he turned down the script for Gladiator. Speaking of Gladiator. Right. So and he's, he's like, said, I'm not making that same mistake again. Yeah. And he, well, it's, a ver- it's very much um, it's, uh, the Sean Connery doing League of Extraordinary Gentlemen after turning down The Lord of the Rings. Right. It was a weird near miss that just repeated and then picked up what is, I can, even I can admit, a much worse script. Troy? Yeah. Then, then Gladiator. Then Gladiator? Yeah, I can admit that. Okay, okay cool. Just okay. checking that we We've don't have to We've got a baseline. I'm not going <laughs> to talk about which I prefer. Yeah, I think obviously at the time they're obviously trying to recreate the insane success that Gladiator had and bring back the, what is it called, sandals and swords Yeah, epics? sword and sandals, sword yeah. And sandals. I think Although I think it's all it's also going off of Lord of the Rings. It's also Lord very much being like, can we create a sort of like <laughs> ancient history franchise? Has the ancient history IP... It's crazy because they didn't still get a sequel. Like <laughs> Why didn't what would the sequel... The Odyssey! <laughs> the Odyssey what the Sean fuck Bain. do you mean? It's the f- m- first most famous sequel. Unless you mean the, like the New Testament and even pre-de- I'm I Definitely actually pre-dates. just everything just went white. <laughs> Sean Bean as Odysseus is interesting. It's it would work. I mean, I wouldn't want to if it was made now. I certainly would prefer not to cast a white man. But if we're going to cast a white man as Odysseus, Sean Bean's Odyssey would have rocked. Well, speaking of this movie, cast-wise, is completely stacked. I don't think you're going to find a more famous hot cast. Like actually crazy. At the time, it Other is the hottest Eric cast Bell. assembled. Wait, whoa, 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 whoa. What are you saying about Eric? Okay, oh, we'll go to Eric later. But I'll say what I find funny about this is I was looking at a lot of the casting choices. So Brad Pitt did not want to do this movie. That's clear. Yeah. He was had to because he had signed a picture deal, right? So yeah. he had to do something for the studio and they got him to do this. I think Brad Pitt comes off quite well in this film. I th- don't He's think it hurt his career at all. I think he looks fantastic and is probably the most impressive, perf- no, not performer. So, but I was blinded I mean, I, I by have, his I looks. have a take on, I think, I think the performance is a great Brad Pitt performance, but it's actually not very good for the movie. Okay. Is my kind of take mm. on it. I think it's an ex- Do you think that he's the reason the movie failed? No, I think the movie failed because it's <laughs> not very good. It's not written very well. But I think what the script is trying to go for, which is a man in conflict with his own um, ability to kill, is actually... Uh, is worsened by Brad Pitt's performance because he looks so good. He looks so good and ne- and never has a flaw or a problem or a like. That's sort of the point of Achilles, though. He only has one flaw, right? His heel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. But like, I. But think, he's meant to be. I think the blessed. script is supposed to be about. He's actually Achille- the man. Achilles. He's this yeah. mythical figure, but actually, what he is is someone who is in deep conflict with his own ability to kill. Like in di- like uh, his um, difficulty and the, the moral quandary that he faces with the fact that he is a perfect killing machine. And um, the idea of like a prophecy saying he will reach like immortality, but it's like just through glory and name. You yes. know, it's not through having a life. And, and I, I think Brad Pitt's performance is him being very attractive the whole time, which See, is a great. I, I think the script doesn't help him. I think any actor would have had a hard time with that. Because I, I think agree. that we're kind of putting well, our own take on my it pitch. based on how much. Swap. Brian Cox and Brad Pitt. <laughs> <laughs> you know what's wild though? Speaking of Brian Cox, he 
like That's rallied right. for this role. Yeah, he, he really wanted to wanted play Agamemnon yeah, yeah, yeah. so badly. A good choice. And yeah, he, but he like rallied. I love the idea that like you know it's just like they should have been fucking thankful that Brian Cox even like turned up to this shitty script. The fact that he like rallied for. To it. be fair, Brian Cox famously not the easiest person to work with. <laughs> <laughs> I can't imagine that he was like chilling. He's like on the beaches of Malta in like the most enormous leather. I imagine he was not a particularly chill guy to hang out with. Uh, apparently, all of the insults for this movie like all of the insults like you sack of wine were just things he said on set uh, anything else do we want to lock in or let's lock in i'm i'm ready to yeah. go in, in general it was the big thing that um nigel phelps talks about is wanting to create an epic scale and very much just grabbing cool things throughout history like he knew all the information but he was like yeah when i looked up how big troy was it would have looked pretty shit on camera so i just was like let's see how big the egyptians got their shit yeah yeah. and yeah, then yeah, yeah. it was like ah oh, these columns look ugly let's put these ones from uh right, ancient right, right. uh mycenae a real uh, this will make your university lecturer uh, ancient history university lecturer real mad yeah they had <laughs> also, a they had an advisor on and she was like i came in so late into the production i was already <laughs> like what why am i here she did mention that um brian cox and brendan gleason were very nice yeah. There you they, go. They were sitting down complaining about how uncomfortable their shoes were. I bet and they then were. she sat down and joined. Great. I think that also important to note that they built this amazing set that got completely destroyed mm -hmm. by a storm. And meaning that they had to then rebuild. I think it happened twice. It got um, washed out and then they had to rebuild it because it only got washed out right before when they had to burn it. Because they set the set, like they really do set the set on fire. Ooh, yes. It got destroyed Sucks. and then they were like, well, we've got to build it back and then immediately blow it back up. It's really... Um, it felt like the production was cursed and yeah. that's fun. And also Eric Banner getting injured and then having to like wait three months and then refilm the last scene and he'd been gotten ripped for it and then he had to stay ripped oh, for the whole time. Well, yeah, like it's a whole pile of oh. shit. There's this um, production has been... You know, they should have made like a, um, you know, uh, Apocalypse Now style documentary. Oh, like a Hearts Heart of Darkness, you style about Troy. I would love that. That would be great. They should, they should make a, um, awesome you know, darkness. there's that, that TV show about the Godfather, the making of the Godfather called The Contract or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They should do that about Troy. That'd be really funny. It would be so funny. <laughs> Let's, Let's go in. Have a little look at Troy. First thing we see is uh, Warner Brothers Pictures Presents, um, the great Warner Brothers uh, themselves, uh, and then 3,200 years ago. What do we think of the lame, sensible papyrus font that kind of pervades this movie? What else are you going to do? To, that's I think anything else. I think the map. Give me fucking neon sign. You know, do do American Gigolo. It's all in handwriting. Do something. I the think... fucking papyrus sucks shit. Yeah, but it's such an aesthetic of those movies. It's such a like iconic thing, and the reason we hate it is because it's so overused in these films. But it is iconically that, and so I, I, you know, I agree doing something different. But I feel like if they had different font there, it would have felt weird. Apparently, this is my favorite logo. That's what my note says. This is your favorite logo Apparently. that we've done. I don't know which like the favorite title font. Uh, I don't think it's the title font. I think it's the way the logo was presented. But I think it's oh, like the Warner Brothers it. logo. But I think that's only in the theatrical cut because oh, it's okay. got more of the uh, classical score. Interesting fact as well: classical score, uh, the score in the theatrical cut and in the director's cut are quite different. Mm. Um, some of the Planet of the Apes themes are used in the uh, director's cut for yeah, some yeah, reason. Yeah. And in the theatrical cut, you know that like um, generic uh, Middle, Eastern Middle Eastern woman, woman singing, singing uh, written by a white man <laughs> music? That is used about 
twice as much, maybe three times as much. It is insane is how much that's used in the director's cut. Yeah. Assuming that's what we've seen. Now I'm worried that we've actually seen the theatrical cut because that is used so no, much. You've, it's, okay. Yeah, it okay. is literally everything. Um, it's crazy. Is, that is crazy. There is so much of that. And I think it's over woman. the Warner Brothers logo. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think there's also like marching feet sounds, which helps me. Uh, that's it. it's actually but you can hear the good. small hops happening. <laughs> hear the little and small hops. What is marching but a series of small hops? <laughs> <laughs> so there's a map of ancient Greece. Sean Bar- Sean Bean <laughs> Sean Bean Sean Bean narrates that men are haunted by the vastness of eternity. Good lines. <laughs> well, here's the thing. Here's what I wrote. So much of this movie is meaningless shit that sounds like it's important. What does that even mean? What has that got to do with the movie? You need to be glory. You need to be remembered forever. The vastness of eternity is the great fear of never being remembered. So we start with a big war in Thessaly. There are two big armies. Brian Cox appears Looking like a snack. Did you see the CGI dog? The CGI dog? You do watch the theatrical it cut. It is the theatrical cut. You watch cut. the theatrical cut. Okay, what's the CGI dog? I also dog? watch the theatrical cut. What's okay, the CGI so dog? The, for some reason. <laughs> okay, wow. So for some reason, the director's cut starts with a long shot of a CGI dog right, uh, running through a battlefield. It's kind of good. It's kind of terrible because the CGI looks really weird. But it's just like this long shot following this dog running through a battlefield. I didn't dream this. Uh, <laughs> and it runs through the battlefield and kind of... Uh, that's where Odysseus's monologue actually goes over that. It cuts away from the map a lot earlier in the director's cut. Oh. And you just see this dog like sniff a dead corpse and then just run around. And the CGI... For some reason, they clearly could only get the dog to do so much. So they CGI'd in a lot of the dog's at movements and actions and it switches between. It's uncanny. Is it like a long shot on sand? Is that what it is? Because I saw that. No, no it's, it's a, a close-up. It's a close-up okay. of the dog. No, you get so a close clearly up. we watched the theatrical cut. Ah, good. Cool. Um, <laughs> then I can say that the director's cut's the better one. Oh my fucking God. <laughs> I've heard the director's cut's just longer with more boobs and a dog. So actually it sounds like a better movie at this point. Mm. I got you. Brian Cox is Agamemnon. He says it's a good day for the crows. Do we think I could pull off Brian Cox's hairdo in this movie? Uh, I think very few men other than Brian Cox could. <laughs> However, I would love to see you try. Yeah, I reckon. I think, it's, I think it's worth attempting. Now, is it pretty close to dreadlocks? Yeah, it yeah. is. <laughs> well, it's also a little, it's got a little bit of Bram Stoker's Dracula in it because it's got like a little love heart if you look at it from the front because he's got a little bit of a center part. Yeah, yeah, he's got a little, he's got a little, yeah, the Dracula center part that the, goes into dreadlocks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, they're like a real look. Weird <laughs> braids as well. I think you should 100% do it. Yeah, I think that'll be, I think, I think so that'll too. be normal and not, I will, was simply won't be cancelled for no, it. No, it's fine. It's too confusing to be cancelled for. <laughs> <laughs> that um, man's so appropriating So there's Brian this Cox. fun fact though, costume yep. design nominated for an Academy Award. Well series. deserved. Okay. And it is well deserved. Makes a lot of um, sense. That's not makeup and hair though, so they were robbed mm. um, and that's okay. Yes. <laughs> so uh, there are these two armies. Agamemnon comes up, starts talking to the the other guy from the other army, army and is like, okay, we'll just have our two best fighters fight. Uh, one of the guys brings out his huge Goliath style. Boagrius. Boag- Bring out Boagrius. Sure. Nathan Jones, the Colossus of Bogo Road. He was a professional wrestler who got this role. He's Australian, and before his uh, career as a wrestler, he was sentenced to 16 years oh. in jail. <laughs> no. Oh, no. Bogo Road Jail. You said for that eight armed, Hold on. Eight, uh, uh, for a bunch of armed robberies. 
which occurred in uh, Tasmania. But then he became, he was one of Australia's most wanted men at one point before getting out of prison, by all accounts of getting completely clean and getting into professional wrestling and then into acting. And I can't find this, but Boagrius mm. is a made up name. There is no right, Greek so equivalent. So I think, I think it's named after his wrestling career, uh, his wrestling moniker, the Colossus of Boggo Road, right. which is such an Australian, uh, such an Australian thing it for is. this warrior to be called, dovetailing into my uh, other thought that this movie has a really big Aussie energy in it. Oh, for it some does. It, I mean, maybe it's a thick Australian accent that happens throughout <laughs> most of it. Yeah. I don't know. Could help. Yes. No. I, I do. I do know what you mean. There is like a Australian where just fucking the, the fucking fellas are coming. We're on the beach. We're having like, kind of sunsets over the beaches, yeah. boys. Like, but <laughs> crack a cold one. But unlike around other actual like manly Australians, I don't feel out of place. Boggo <laughs> <laughs> Road is in so many things. It's like the most boys. violent jail in Australia, I think. Yeah, I just watched Boy Swallows Universe and it's a huge part of that as well. So mm. there you go. Hey, he discovered never thought I'd be able to bring up Boy Swallows Universe uh, in a uh, Troy episode. But Does he are. swallow the whole universe at the end? That's a spoiler. You okay, have to you're, wait right, and okay. see. you're right. I'll have to watch the whole show. So uh, then Agamemnon calls for Achilles. Uh, a little kid runs off to go get Achilles. Achilles is sleeping with a bunch of women, wakes up, says, I was having a really nice dream, gets up, uh, has that interaction that you're talking about where he says, that's why no one will remember your name. Then he runs slowly. Goes through his little tent flap that is the same uh, little plastic strips that every chicken shop in Australia has. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to take over from this point? So Achilles... Also, I think it's important to note that Seamus has told me this story about this scene in Troy as if it's like a personal memory of his. It is. Maybe 10 to 15 times. Maybe. Uh, I, I think about it probably once a week. Truly, this is my Roman Empire. <laughs> is this scene of Brad Pitt? Anyway, continue. So it's this great long shot uh, following the kid through this sort of like ancient uh, battle encampment, which one, I already loved. Brad Pitt says the coldest line. And then he just starts, uh, he finally arrives late. Uh, Agamemnon gives uh, Achilles some guff and you should never give Achilles guff <laughs> because he goes, uh, he's about to, to turn around and go back to his tent and then Agamemnon's uh, uh, good old mate what did we say his name was? Hephaestus? Uh, no that's a god. Nestor. Nestor. Nestor goes please Achilles think about how many lives you could save today by just killing this yeah, one Look dude. at the faces of these men. Which is great. He turns around Brad Pitt looks like he is about as shitty as you've ever been to be called into work. Yeah. And just starts doing this light job. He's, he's got real who closed last night energy. He's got the <laughs> biggest who closed. Uh, and he just does this very gentle jog towards Boagrius. Uh, Boagrius hucks a few spears at him. And if there's one rule, spears can only be thrown by Achilles in this movie if you want them to do yeah, if anything. You, if you want them to hit... You gotta you get gotta Achilles. get Achilles to throw that spear, and in, you expect this huge, amazing battle between these two guys that are like the greatest warriors of their time. And Achilles just does his first and his best, unfortunately, little hop, stabs him in the shoulder through the neck, and then just like does this gentle jog. Does not change his speed greatly throughout the entire fight, and just turns around and screams, "Is there no one else?" And it is. I still think my favorite character introduction in any movie. It's a great, it is an incredible character introduction for a bad movie. <laughs> it mm. is. I will say though, what annoys me about the opening shot, not that Brad Pitt's naked in a pile of women, like sure, that's fine. That's but I think that, that one thing about this movie is it does just completely erase any queer reading of 
the Greek, ancient Greece, particularly Achilles, who is like pretty almost, conf- like if you read most things like that, he, he is a queer character. 100%. A queer historical figure. And this movie obviously just went, no, we can't have that. We couldn't yeah. possibly have that. So there's like shoehorned romances. David Benioff is sure that they're just friends. They're just <laughs> mates. But like, it, it's just like, wouldn't it hurt them just to have a couple of guys in the pile? I 100% You know agree. what I mean? Like he's definitely, he could be bi, that's fine. Yeah. Like, just have a couple of Look, naked... Bo- have an orgy. Obviously, I would be very pro this movie having a bunch of boys. <laughs> also think the character <laughs> relationships get better if... Uh, like, almost obviously, his relationship with everyone. W- with everyone, but the Patroclus thing is, like, a failure of the movie. The Patroclus thing's a failure of because the movie. Because that's why it doesn't work, because you don't understand why Achilles would do that, because based mm. on the relationship they present, you're like, you're they're like, fine. They're just friends? Yeah, they're, they're fine. Like, they, they're, they're, you don't feel yeah. anything special they're, they're, I guess whatsoever. they're just... Cousins. And in the psychosis in which I watched this movie, I <laughs> imagine those scenes. Right. Yeah, well, that's the thing. Like, I guess it just doesn't. It doesn't present, and they obviously were it, clear to like erase any evidence of that because they were like, it's a big Hollywood film. We couldn't possibly have that. We've got Brad Pitt. Like, but so I um, that's the biggest failure of the movie. For I sure. agree. It sucks shit. And, and I it also does think feel like if it was made now, I I do actually think that would be different. Do I? Well, it's interesting I that think you've got so. depends. I think it depends if they were trying to sell the movie worldwide. Mm. Like if they were actually going to try and sell it in other regions other than just the US and then they would not be able to have the queer character stuff. I think so too. I actually do. I think 2004 have actually come a long way. a movie about Greek soldiers. Well, they did that. gotta talk about it. Didn't they do that with Alexander the Great? Like the weird Colin... Farrell, Alexander the Great actually did focus on his queer relationships a bit more. And that was only like five I, years is this later. A movie? What are you talking about? Al- there's an Alexander the Great biopic starring Colin Farrell. And Kira Knightley. And uh, it focuses more on these queer relationships. It's a lot more of a drama than this, but it does have a similar energy. So while you look that up, this is so then uh, Brad Pitt w- walks kind of around and then he says to Agamemnon, imagine a king who could fight his own battles. Wouldn't that be a sight? And I think... The two things that this movie is about is one, Achilles' relationship with his own kind of uh, ability to kill, as I said, and the idea of, like, kings don't fight their own battles and wouldn't that be good? And my big thing about that is, like, because I think that's, like, one of the themes of the movie and I'm like, that's great, that's fine as a theme. How is that at all relevant (laughs) to 2004 life? Like, why is that... The Iraq War. I guess uh, war is young men dying and old men talking. Like that is yeah. a hundred. I guess a hun- there is a, in two thousand and four the Iraq War is at its height and George Bush has just been reelected. Like that. This is a very two thousand and four movie in that way. Sure. I I, 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 I feel think... like you set me up for that. <laughs> no, no, no. Like I I understand that, but it's it's just that. This movie is so uninterested in, in the politic of that. Like it's so uninterested in no, the it's interested in the myth of that. Uh, actually, yeah. I will say the director's cut does focus more on the repercussions. Right. The, and I think that's where all the violence in the direct the in the director's cut, the violence is a lot more upsetting, and you spend a lot more time in the battle sequences focusing on random soldiers getting killed. And Hector's now that that's more that's in the that's the in, Iraq War sort of yeah. Zone there is a me. lot yeah, okay. more of that, and Hector also a little extra character moment that is put in actually focused on a lot more. Is Hector is 
far more concerned about civilians, far more concerned about soldiers' lives in the director's cut. Um, and it is also very much in conflict. It highlights much more the conflict between Hector and the idea of old men following gods. So then we cut to Brendan Gleeson giving a speech to Orlando Bloom and Eric Banner and Diane Kruger, who was a thing for a minute. Um, she's in Inglorious Bastards and National Treasure. Mm -hmm. Orlando Bloom sneaks in on Diane Kruger, who is playing Helen, uh, and they bone down. They're having an affair of sorts because uh, Helen is the wife of Brendan Gleeson's character, whose name we all remember. Uh, so they're not supposed to be boning Menelaus. at all. Yeah, Menelaus. So uh, Orlando Bloom gives her pearls and she doesn't want him to die. Orlando Bloom is uh, <laughs> atrocious in this movie. I think it's an interesting choice to cast him and I understand why he was cast. Because he played Legolas because and Paris is an archer. Legolas and no and um Pirates of the Caribbean and Mr. Turner, William Turner. Mm -hmm. And I think I get why they the pretty boy thing. He is so bad in so this bad. movie. And I think Orlando Bloom has given very good performances. This is um very, very bad. Very to bad. be fair. Paris as a character, mm. as a figure, is kind of the worst. You know, like he's, he's, he's meant to be like a bit of a coward, yes. but he's very pretty, so he has the favour of all the female, although he's got all the goddesses' favour, so he can kind of, he's not meant to have ever done anything. He's very much overshadowed by his brother, Hector. Yeah. I don't think this is that bad a performance. I think Whoa. he elicits a lot of rage in me, and I think it kind of works. I think he's he like this, And you don't understand why for a second <laughs> Helen would go with him, but you sort of... Do like they're both as insufferable as each other in this film. Helen I, is such an underutilized character in every single adaptation mm -hmm. of any of these. It is it is awful. It, it, it's also it's all like the whole point of like okay, if she's a face that launches a thousand ships, show me why. Well, you know what I mean? It's like you don't get from the if you're about to say the director's cut, I'm gonna fucking dive over this table. <laughs> no, I do have something about the director's cut, but no, interestingly, in the director's cut, she's a completely different character. <laughs> she's brunette, different like, actor. In like early versions of the script and Wolfgang and uh, and, and uh, Wolfgang actually wanted, he was like, I don't really want to show Helen at all initially. He was like, I don't want to have to have this it's a great way of cutting another woman yeah which that's is what i was gonna say but it but his idea was like there's no way that i can have a figure so like beautiful and engaging that it would the audience would feel justified and feels like an impossible thing to be on an actor to put on an actor to play helen of joy and the studios are like no fucking here's diane kruger film yeah, yeah. Like, well, they, okay. they wanted an unknown actor it's one of her first screen roles i'm pretty certain because yeah. they were like we don't want someone recognizable to, to play helen because it's such a I guess like pressure kind of role. But I, I think so. the point of Helen though is sort of like, even though yes, we call it like the face that launched a thousand ships. The point is that they were using that as an excuse to wage war. Like that, I think oh, that, cool. that and yeah, that's yeah. kind of, what's interesting is I would just love to see a movie from her perspective of being used as like an apps, like a full scapegoat yeah. just to put a yeah. war. Like it could be really it's interesting. It's hard to make a movie about that because she really has just no agency. In, yeah. in I mean, in the story as told. I'm sure you yeah. could. I mean, you could make stuff. a movie about that though. Yeah, that's the I thing guess. where it's like, if you're kind mm. of self-aware. Like, give, it, give it to Sophia Coppola. Yeah, she I loves think, that stuff. I think that Helen is a really fascinating yeah. figure. And I think that no one has ever, everyone's just kind of, I think, too scared to go there because they're like, she's meant to be this. She launched like no one's like, how could we possibly capture that on screen? I'm like, the point is that she probably was just a normal person. You know what I mean? Like, and they, yeah. they actually just fully used her as a scapegoat to wage war. He didn't really give a shit. Like, you know, they don't care that his brother lost his wife. They don't actually care. They just yeah, want to yeah, take yeah. trope. And don't kill me with a rock when I say this, um, but they're, is just a Throw there. A it's not enough, but you couldn't. <laughs> it would miss. I'm gonna do a small. Hop. I would go like this. <laughs> yeah, I would go. 
Um, there is a small, there is a little bit more focus on Helen in the director's cut. Not a lot, not enough, but there are more moments where it does feel like uh, justified that she's just like, I just was so desperate to get out, and I followed this idiot to his country and ruined the whole world. Like there is a little bit of extra dialogue where she says to Paris, "You're very young," and then he goes. Uh, we're the same age, and then she goes. I was never as young as you, which is uh, which is kind. It is the main thing I'm talking about in terms of more characterization. But that directly pre, it it direct it, it comes directly before the scene where she tries to flee Troy and go back to them, mm. and it does. It doesn't do enough. I I cannot stress. I know how problematic the depiction of women in this film is, and mm. I, they do not have enough agency. But at the very least, director's cut does. Tip a hat to the idea of characterizing Helen more effectively. I mean, obviously, if you're going to make a movie about Troy and the Trojan War and everything, um, you're not. You know, it's it's very like you can't just brush over. Put the gods back in if you want more ladies. I know that's one thing about this movie that I really wish if they were if they were so fucking inspired by Lord of the Rings. Where is all of the gods? That could have been cool. David Benioff fucking hates magic. Like that is the that is the whole thing about. I I I think it's my my. I agree 100. percent The movie's way too straight. And my other note is the movie doesn't have enough gods. Still somehow comes out a 10 out of 10 for me. (laughs) (laughs) It could have been a 15. I got huge problems with it and I can't. How would you do the gods? Would you do people in robes? Would you do faces in the sky? Would you do like you cut to them looking down at a pool with the action happening? The gods turn up on the battlefield in the Iliad. Like the gods are physical figures fucking around with shit. I'm asking you, Seamus, if you were given $190 million, how would you hmm. depict the gods? in? Because if I was Wolfgang Peterson or even Benioff, I would be like, fuck, I don't know how to do that. I would lean into the idea of possession and avatar a lot. And right. I would have these sort of, I would have these nebulous figures of like Ares and Athena as these things that you kind of sense and you really focus on like quiet magic moments of like the stone shifting beneath the uh, Hector's feet. But then I would have moments of like random guys being fully possessed to have these conversations almost like not quite Greek chorus, but have these interludes between these characters happening in the background. You know what? I, Good answer. That's sick. And also like <laughs> a lot of, in they do interact in like what is essentially mortal form as well. Yeah. Like, uh, that's, uh, that is what happens. Like even Zeus, for God's sake, comes down and, even Zeus, Even for Zeus, God's sake. Zeus loves to come down and fuck a mortal. <laughs> he, he really like, loves yeah. to fuck with everyone. Hey, God bless him. Athena, be, um, yeah, also, Athena was, was part of this story. Yeah, Athena is a huge part of this story. I, I, I have terrible trouble like separating um, Roman, story, uh, Roman mythology and Greek mythology. So I'm pretty certain that... Um, Athena is Athens, which is Greece, so I think it's fine. Yeah, Athena yeah. is... Uh, I'm pretty certain she her favourite is... Um, Ah, the Odyssey. Um, Odysseus. Odysseus is is yeah. her like. And Poseidon patron. fucking hates Odysseus. Yes, and so and then during the Trojan War, he annoys. He gets her offside, and he, that's why the Odyssey it takes him ten years she... to get back because of she withdraws her favor well, it, of him, her protection of him. It's also so that's why the Odyssey ends up being. So I'm pretty certain it's Athena. And it's also because he fucking pisses off Poseidon because that uh, the big horse was meant to be a gift to Poseidon. Like they even say that in the movie, the Trojan horse is meant to be a gift to Poseidon. So Why he would you created give a horse as a gift to Poseidon because the Trojans love because he doesn't have legs. Is he a horse girl? Is Poseidon a horse girl? <laughs> horse girl or question. Troy boy? Because the Trojans love horses, but their patron is Apollo and Poseidon, and so it was a gift to Poseidon for a safe trip home. Mm-hmm. But it, so you give a so it's specifically to Poseidon, the god of the sea, because they're sailing home. 
but it was a horse because the Trojans are the city of horses. For some reason. It seems like it would be yeah. hard to do that when you, you have know, you got so many walls. walls. One aspect I think that they could they didn't even have to go that deep with the gods, that kind of thing. But one thing that is interesting is Achilles is a half god. So yeah. his mother mm. is a water nymph, basically. So yeah. she's not she's immortal, but she's not like a And big in this god. movie she's just like holding a jug of water next to a pool. That was a real <laughs> that was a that was a nod, just like a gentle nod, like she's I'm, a water nymph, don't worry. I'm making you a necklace. Um, <laughs> Who's desperate for her son to become immortal? Because that has happened with Heracles or Hercules or whatever you want to say. Mm. Like that has actually happened in the past, and she. I wants like that. I be. like. That. I really like that you c corrected yourself on Heracles, Hercules. Like it like, goes between both. Like though, right? No, no, it does go yeah, between yeah, yeah. both. Hercules but like, Roman. it's like a real thing that we need to be careful <laughs> that <laughs> someone's going to come for us for getting it wrong. Did you not <laughs> see what happened when they turned against the gods, Lincoln? <laughs> do you really want to take twelve years getting home from this recording? Which god do you think? would uh, favour you if one of them had to. Which one do you reckon would, would give you a... Ares. Ares? Got a war. Do you think it's Ares? I am so fucking up on war right now. <laughs> 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 I, I don't know. Uh, I, I think, honestly, probably one of the lesser important gods. Maybe, I'm not quite... Um, maybe Apollo. I do like I do like a good story. You, you know, I like you, a yarn. You're a big Apollo guy. Yeah. You like the sun. I like. I Apollo hate the sun. sun. I hate the sun. I hate the ocean. But you like when the sun goes down. Actually, maybe Athena. I think actually, genuinely, maybe Athena would What's be Athena's my gal. Deal? Uh, she's like honor and battle and loving mm. Athens. Uh, culture is a big thing for Athena. Okay. I actually think Athena is my gal. What's the guy with all the eyes? Aegis. Jesus, that was a draw. Yeah, uh, I think Aegis. Is he a, maybe, is he a is titan? He, he might not be a god. He might. No, be you a, can yeah, pick Aegis. Whatever. Who cares? He's, I just know he's like the watcher. Is it actually, Dionysus a god of wine or some yeah, shit? Yeah, yeah, That's Dionysus. mine. <laughs> yeah. I actually yeah. think you might be Hephaestus. He's the guy You're that builds so stuff. Hephaestus. Yeah. You, you got a big building energy. I don't build stuff. Yeah, but <laughs> you, I make stuff. You make stuff. Sure, sure, you build sure. in the metaphorical but he's like sense. Practical. Yeah, I do think but that he's an is... inventor. He like invents things. Yeah, yeah. I don't think be the eye guy. Shit, is that just because you've got glasses though? Yeah, it's just yeah, yeah. No, I just like the idea of being the kind of observer, the watcher, the you know. Aegis? I think you've never it's been. You're never the observer. I'm always the. What are you you're talking? You're an about? active participant in everything. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> who's the Who's the messenger Goss guy? Hermes. I could be, I could be Hermes, Hermes as well. Yeah, Hermes is really good. Just a bit of Goss. Don't worry about it. Little quick boy. Ah oh, man. All right. Wow. We really went off track, guys. If you want to vote on which post, Greek god, post your would god be in the comments. Post <laughs> your Greek god in the comments. Or your god, I don't care. <laughs> or your real god. Doesn't matter. Um, but yes, Sorry, not I've read a couple yeah, of one minute into no. this movie. I know, I know. I am um, just quickly on the women <laughs> yeah, representation because yeah, yeah. we can't harp on it because obviously it's not great. We'll get there when we re read Rose Byrne's character as well. But um, perfect, perfectly drawn. I have read a lot of adaptations of like, and I love the idea of exploring kind of how much power women might have actually had behind the scenes. And if you are someone's like war prize, if they mm. become attached to you, how much can you whisper in their ear and get them to change certain things? A lot of that stuff with Agamemnon and his war prizes and stuff like that. So he was, and like his um, weakness to women and his kind of like mm. greed and that sort of thing. So that is stuff that can be explored there if you're willing to go into the nitty gritty of that, which is just, you know what? They took war prizes. Well, they actually did. That's what Ag happened. It's crazy that the Hellenic Empire actually was your Roman Empire. Are you really? You're like <laughs> up on this shit. <laughs> Agamemnon does end up getting slaughtered by his wife. Like it is the yeah because he takes Cassandra as yeah, yeah. his yeah, yeah so it's, who's Hector and anyway yeah 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 another fascinating character who's not really represented because Cassandra. Cassandra also your role. <laughs> Thank you so much. So, I did play her in high school. Of course really? you did in Troilus and Cressida. So Cassandra is a um is a seer who has a curse that uh, is Cassandra she, all Hector's her, wife. Cassandra no, is Hector's uh, sister. Uh, 
so who we don't meet. No, no she's just cut out <laughs> because like, she's too, too magic. Many women in this movie. Her whole thing is that her predictions. This movie would be so much better if there was magic in it. <laughs> somehow you can't push the meter any higher though. Um, <laughs> Uh, so Cassandra has a curse on her where she is the most accurate seer, most pra- uh, accurate pr- uh, prophesier. What's the word I'm looking for? Uh, oracle. Uh, oracle. She's the most accurate oracle ever blessed by the gods. But her curse <laughs> is like that. that. It's accuracy. Isn't well, it? her right. curse she is that. She refuses n- to sleep with Apollo. It's Apollo, I'm pretty certain. Yeah, that checks her. out. He does goofy curses. She's Because she's a, also in this, I guess, like priestess kind of character. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, she yeah. won't give up her virtue. And then he is angry. So he curses her. And her most right. accurate prophecies will never be believed. So she's accurate, but no one, the curse is that no one will ever believe her no matter what she says. That's pretty cool. So she's throughout. So if she was in this movie, she would just be shouting, don't fight Brad Pitt yeah, yeah, the yeah, entire yeah. way through. Yeah. Which, yeah. weirdly, Hector ends up having that energy of being like, because Hector, oh, that sucks, David. He combined, in the director's cut, he must have combined the whole thing of Hector constantly being right and telling everyone, don't do this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And weird. then completely being ignored with get, getting Cassandra. Rid of the female Cassandra. character. Interesting. That's weird. I didn't think about that. Yeah, because when Agamemnon goes to pick his war prize, he picks Cassandra and she's like, you will, we will both be murdered if you pick me. And then he's like, I don't believe your word you say, Cassandra. Goes back and then his wife murders both of them. And so she dies as well. Mm. No, guys, don't don't look. Just look at me. How long do you guys think we've been recording a for? Two hours. <laughs> an hour? It's an hour. <laughs> okay, sorry. All right. Let's go back in. <laughs> I actually want to go back. I want to talk about Orlando Bloom for two seconds. I just want to say, because that's where we were. That was awesome. (laughs) I also, I didn't talk that much. I just kind of let you guys rock on. That was awesome. (laughs) Um, So I want to talk about Orlando Bloom because I've never seen a bigger case of um, Shakespeare eyes, which is when, happens in um, Australian theatre sometimes, um, where when people are really trying to make Shakespeare kind of make sense, they get this kind of intense eye look, this kind of intense kind of, and Orlando Bloom is doing it constantly. Mm. (laughs) Whenever he has to play anything that isn't intense fear. So Paris, Orlando Bloom, sneaks Helen away on the boat with the Trojans. Brendan Gleeson, Menelaus is very pissed off and he goes to Agamemnon for help. So they decide to go to war against Troy. Cox is delighted that Gleeson has come because he's a warmonger and would love to overtake Troy. If Troy falls, Agamemnon controls the entirety of the Aegean Sea. As you say, it's really not about Helen at all. It's just about Agamemnon's thirst for power. Absolutely. So Nestor, John Shrapnel, who plays Nestor, who is a theatre legend, tells Cox that if they want to win the war against Troy, they'll need Achilles. He needs Achilles Myrmidons. And he stumbles over Myrmidons so hard. It really seems like he didn't know how to say it and forgot to ask. Are they called Myrmidons because they're in the water somehow? Because I guess they're on the ship? I think he's... Yeah, I think you're right, actually. Or because they they don't pronounce words well. Because he's from... um, Achilles? Uh, Thetis. Achilles is from Thetis. Thetis. So it's not named after his area, which was the first thought. So maybe it is about sea. Yeah, no, they're, they're like mermaids. Yeah, they're mer- mermaid they're boys. Mer- boys. Love them mer- even boys. more. I love merboys. I think the scene between Brian Cox and Shepard is incredibly good. I, I kind of when, think when every we are... scene between Cox and anyone is I, I kind of agree, but they're boring. <laughs> it's mm. like Cox, I think, is doing really good work. This one I like because it actually progresses the story <laughs> and is like, Oh, so this is why this whole yeah. thing is happening. It's setting up the entire movie, and it's just fucking two big theater boys just fucking going at each other, which I'm all I'm all about. You should watch the director's cut because there's a solo scene of Brian. Seamus, Cox. I can't tell you how 
I am how much I'm never going to watch this movie again. Mm-hmm. This movie will never touch my eyes once more. And that's somehow I feel if I plant the seed <laughs> enough times, it will grow in your brain like a virus. Because I know you. There's a bit where Brian Cox is drunk by himself, stabbing a map of Troy, <laughs> <laughs> and he's acting the shit out of it. That God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Sean Bean, who is playing Odysseus, goes to get Achilles, who's uh, training his cousin I and definitely not lover Patroclus. Do this, but there's an amazing scene in the director's cut where Odysseus is introduced. I'll st- I'll do this really quick. It's really good because they go up, they find Odysseus, and he, they go, "Where is Odysseus?" And he goes, "Odysseus, that guy fucks my wife and drinks my wine." And the guys go to leave, and he's like, "Are you idiots?" It's a really great introduction scene. We should all look it up on YouTube at the very least. Close. Odysseus goes to get Achilles. Uh, who's training his cousin and definitely not love a Patroclus to fight. Odysseus convinces him by telling him Eric Banner is a really good fighter and he may have someone good to fight against. Brad Pitt talks to his mum about it, who is the legend Julie Christie from McCabe and Mrs. Miller. She's basically like, if you go, you will be famous, but die and Achilles is like, sick, let's fucking roll. What is this movie about? Boring. Exactly the thing you just said. <laughs> if he stays at home, he will have a wonderful life. He will have a wonderful, uh, like, he, he will be remembered by his children, but no one else. If he goes to Troy, his life is all over, but his name will last forever. Yeah. I think it's a bad thing for a movie to be about. I, I think, think this it's, movie sucks. It I, makes me feel. You know what? I don't. <laughs> I don't mind that. I don't mind that as a general. I think it's a terrible um, presentation of that idea, but I don't mind that idea. And uh, yeah, and I think it doesn't have a central conflict in the character. And I think that's the pro- that's a, a huge problem with the movie is that Achilles isn't in conflict with himself. He he doesn't learn. He at starts. The end of it, the movie. It's a tragedy. He almost learns that and then Patroclus dies which throws him back into his old ways that's the that is the turn of the character he gets to a point where he's willing to go home and Patroclus dies because Patroclus has inherent inherited his long for glory his long for pride to his own detriment which ruins everyone's lives but 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 Brad Pitt doesn't stop because he's like I don't need to do this because he stops because he doesn't like Agamemnon he stops because he doesn't like Agamemnon but he decides to go home when he thinks he's fallen, I don't think it's a good love story, but he decides to go home when he thinks he's fallen in love with Bruseus and suddenly he's like, I do want this life. I do want to go home and have the other side of the prophecy. That's what it's meant to be saying. And then Patroclus turns up. My biggest issue with the movie is I don't know who I'm meant to be, who the protagonist is of this film because we it's so spread between every, like it's, but it's not like an epic ensemble piece either. It's so confused. So when we have it's to It's supposed have, to be Achilles. It's yeah, a, but it's, it is. It, but, it's a tragedy. But like it's, it's meant to be Achilles, but I feel like it's not even it's not. clear. Yeah. It's like we're with Hector now yeah. and like Hector's the only mm. one that makes any sense. I made Hector's character. He's a foil. Like you're like, wow, that guy's really speaking some sense here. Like I, yeah. you know, which but is I, great. I think it's a problem with the performance. I, I think it's a, a lot. Of, a lot of it is the script is bad, but also the performance I think is not helping because he's not showing conflict. Mm. He's not showing interiority, mm. and that's maybe not good for what the script is going. For. Looks like a pot. He looks like a pot. A drawing on a pot. Yeah, Every yes. single angle he strikes, he looks like a drawing on a pot. Yes, which and is incredible. It's a it's an incredible feat of um, physical physicality, mm. and it is a great physical performance. But if you wanted to make a movie about the thing that you're talking about. Do you know why I think you don't like it? Why? Because it's too close to you. <laughs> you think I'm too close to Achilles? Yes, you are You are the Achilles of my life. <laughs> Does, are you Odysseus? Uh, oh, you're Patrick. I'm Patroclus. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, you what, are. How am I like Achilles? I your need for glory, your joy, your joy hmm. in work, your want for your name to be written in the stars. Hmm. You are Achilles. <laughs> 
buddy. <laughs> it's okay. I was given the crazy profit, so, you know. Yeah, you're telling us we should stop and we ignore it. <laughs> Sorry, I need to. <laughs> I need to go back because it's cool. You guys are just cousins, so it's fine. Okay. <laughs> we're just we're just cousins. We're just dude. cousins. We keep telling everyone. Everyone needs to leave us alone. We're just cousins. We like okay. so we skipped over Julie Christie because I was doing a joke. Uh, McCabe and Mrs. Miller, Julie Christie, absolute legend. This she, cast is stacked. The cast is insane. We've got Peter O'Toole in here. Couldn't ask for more. Orlando Bloom and Eric Banner return home to Troy. Wearing and the same outfits that Achilles and Patroclus were. Also, a big problem for me is that out, the outfits are too similar. I love and them so much. I, I like them too, but just give me like red and blue. You know, like give me give me something simple. Doesn't have to be red and blue. I, if I, can. <laughs> you know, you I just want red, white, and blue on my seal. <laughs> I just want red, white, and blue. No, you just uh, want the metaphor to be clearer about the Iraq War. Well, I mean, it's a very confused movie and so I think that to have actually it might need to be clearer it's actually muddled and confused yeah. so I it's think like you, it's get, you get into that fight in yeah. the uh, 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 Apollonian temple and I'm like I don't know who the fuck is who until Brad Pitt shows up yeah it's like they're just fucking randoms fighting each other yeah there, a lot of cut is uh, a lot is cut from those fights because they're too violent so they return home to Troy and their dad is Peter O'Toole uh, I think that uh, Peter O'Toole seems actively outraged through a large portion of this script that he has to act with Orlando Bloom. <laughs> Every time he looks looks at him, he seems like quite upset that he has to be there. I'm Don't pretty worry. certain that I read, and you could correct me if I'm wrong, that Peter O'Toole actively despised this movie and walked out. Oh, like I it. can imagine so. Yeah, I'll actually fact check that. Yeah, have a look. Like, it's, it genuinely like is funny. Like He literally was like, this is a terrible movie. And like obviously Peter O'Toole, who is famously been in those epic movies. Banner and O'Toole argue about whether they should do this war or not. In my opinion, they should. That's why I'm watching the movie. Helen and Orlando also argue about whether or not the premise of the movie should happen. In my opinion, yes, it should. That's why I'm there. Then Rose Byrne pops up and she's a priest and she's sad for some reason. Orlando Bloom says, beloved cousin, your beauty grows with each new moon, which is a weird thing to say to your cousin. <laughs> Not in Greece. <laughs> so, uh, and this is the first time that I wrote, where's the fucking horse? <laughs> mm. I think they should have miniature horses in the background as Easter eggs, like throughout this entire movie. And they could be actual Easter eggs because then you could open them up. And, and then there'd, there'd be, be a little, little horse inside. Little more Why would there be horses in the horse? Horse? So <laughs> okay, so we watched a short uh, series of short films last night, and the only time I saw Lincoln's eyes brighten was when a horse came on screen. Horse girl, Lincoln confirmed. Huge horse girl, but the, a different kind, <laughs> well, cut from another I, cloth. I can't talk about this. <laughs> Legally not allowed. So Agamemnon's armies arrive on the beaches of Troy. Brad Pitt is ahead of everyone and goes to storm the beach with fifty men. Uh, we haven't talked about Vincent Regan, uh, who is playing Eudorus, who is Brad Pitt's friend, who's in Three Hundred, Clash of the Titans, and Ghost Rider Spirit of Vengeance, mm -hmm. which would be a fun series to do. That is a really do. good series to do. I love triremes, I've, <laughs> I've written here. Mm. Uh, there is an annoying scene. Uh, we, yeah, uh, this is an uh, annoying thing that happens a lot where Eric Banner, he's like, how long will it take to get the armies ready? And the guy he's talking to says, noon. And then Eric Banner says, make it sooner. Yeah. <laughs> and the guy doesn't say, how? <laughs> that, is a, that, is, that is, to be fair, a cliche that still did not have the shine quite worn off it in 2004 which yeah, is yeah, yeah. i want a 2800 get me it now it's yeah. like that is such a action movie cliche well, how, how do you how, how would you like that to be done no no idea what, what would you like me to change about what i'm doing because what's happening is less swords there more are spears. there are people on horseback who are riding as quickly as they can towards Troy from the back of Troy to get there in as well, reinforcements a cut scene for Troy. Here where people are cleaning swords. I'm so going clearly to, he wants I'm to speed to, up the sword I'm going cleaning. to throw 
That's all. <laughs> sort of, yeah. miss. <laughs> <laughs> this movie would be five stars if they'd let Achilles and Patroclus suck and fuck. Banner and Pitt both give meddling speeches to inspire their troops and then Pitt's trireme rams the beach and they storm the beach and it's really, really good. They form a phalanx. Really uh, good. This scene, I think, absolutely rips shreds. It and ro- then it yeah. rocks. maybe my second favourite character of the movie turns up. Ajax. My big man Ajax, who I wrote down, is that Triple H? It's not. No, that's Tyler Mayne. He's in X-Men, The Scorpion King. Yeah, he's, uh, he's Sabretooth. Yeah, in the he's, first he's a, just a, a wrestler that did a bunch of movies. Big guy. Do you want to hear the most 2004 fact ever? I'd yes. love to hear the most So the actor who is playing Patroclus, uh-huh. Garrett Headland. Mm-hmm. Yes. Was actually originally cast as Ryan in the OC, landed it, and then landed Troy and left to go film Troy. That's the most 2004 fact. He'd only ever. been in that Hollywood a, for a month. Yeah. That is a 2004 miss. Mm. That is a that is a rough because his career never really. But Ben McKenzie, who plays Ryan in the OC, yeah, is I still pretty famous. He's still like, pretty famous, but from the OC. Gary Hedlund did like Tron Legacy. There's a bunch of stuff yeah. he did do. I feel like he never quite like took off and I mean it sounds it's I mean if I were him I probably would have picked Troy with Brad Pitt playing I would too. uh yeah, over the OC. Yeah. You know, particularly when T V wasn't exactly I wanna work with Wolfgang Peterson. You yeah know? in two thousand and four T V wasn't really um prestige TV yeah. at that no, point. Well, it was a start not. to it that surprised it wasn't yeah. I mean the, the OC only wasn't thing for him would be he would be millions of dollars richer, I would imagine probably from working on the I reckon OC, he's all right. I'm sure yeah. he's doing fine. I think he's but yeah I just think that's so funny. I was like that's the most OC shit. The most two thousand and four thing I've ever heard in my life. Um there is an exceptional cut line in the director's cut, sorry, but I've got the written down so you have to listen to it um, <laughs> i don't have to ajax to jumps it. i can out actually the, do whatever the fuck i want ajax jumps out of the ship with his big hammer and he says i am ajax breaker of stones look upon me and despair and then crushes someone with a hammer okay, and it's so good it's so fucking good ajax gets so much more bloody gore he comes across as like the cave troll from the first lord of the rings if it was rated r so they reach the temple and eric banner finally arrives uh this movie fucking loves a spear throw and so do i Pitt refuses to fight Banner because no one is there to witness the battle. So they kind of overtake the Apollonian temple and then uh, Banner gets in there and then tries to fight Pitt, but he refuses to fight him because he's like, there's no one here to see us. He also says it's too early in the day for killing princes, which Mm. seems like a nothing line. And then I thought about it. It's like, oh, he knows that the story of Troy ends here if he wins and he wants this war to go on. I think Hector... And his wife are kind of couple goals. You know, they're pretty good. Yes. You think so? Yeah. Yes, yes. Sure. His, Honestly, he's the only one that like, seems to like his wife at all. He loves um, his he wife. He loves his her. His wife loves him. They love and each other. And she sleeps on top of the bed in full clothes, <laughs> on top of the covers for some reason. So every I time she wakes Absolutely. up. But um, yeah, there you go. Hector, good guy. Saffron Burrows. Wife guy. He's a wife guy. He's a, guy. Wife he's a guy fucking Hector. wife guy. He's a big wife guy. He Saffron Burrows is a great actor. No Do you think this movie in... would be better if Hector was played by Hector Elizondo? Yes. <laughs> yes. I love Banner and yes. <laughs> Eric Banner is just like, I don't, look, I like him and I think he's he's good. His physicality is good and everything. It's just like he has a full Australian accent in this movie and it's, it's funny. Great. It's I funny. think it's awesome. There's a bit, <laughs> there's a bit where, there's a bit where um, Orlando Bloom says, I'm in love with her. And he turns around and looks like looks at him with the biggest, you're a fucking moron, mate, look <laughs> yeah. I've ever seen in my life. It's something about the steez in his eyes and the way he raises his eyebrows. There is something that looks like, the Seki who's just heard someone shit their pants. Yeah. Apparently, yeah, they the director wanted him because he'd seen his work in um, Chopper, which I find so funny. Mm. That's a hilarious thing. I know done things earlier, but apparently they they had to like meet up with him to see if he could. They'd seen that. And they're like, can he do? Can he? Um, uh, do anything else? Do anything other than play <laughs> and Chopper. Like, and he's like, kind of. <laughs> Eric, Eric Bad is wild. I fucking awesome. What Love a great Eric career. Great like Incredible. actually, you know, coming from a sketch comedy Australian yeah. show. Mm. 
to now fucking the dry two star. force of nature, baby. Let's go. Is that yeah. Really, the subtitle. Uh, the dry two force of nature. That's really good. I need to watch the dries. Yeah, we gotta we gotta get dry. I mean, I'm gonna be honest. In general, I need to dry off. <laughs> <laughs> so, with the beach taken by Achilles, Agamemnon's whole army shows up and sets up on the beach. They have captured Rose Byrne and Brad Pitt talks to her. Boring, but Pitt is quite naked throughout it. Base camp of their operations is a big trireme. They live in a big boat. Love that. That's the best thing you can do in a movie. That's really good. incredible. Uh, Brad Pitt and Cox talks about who history remembers. Cox steals Rose Byrne for himself and Brad Pitt is mad as hell. Calls him a goonbag. He calls him a sack of wine. Then we cut to the night before the war. Peter O'Toole gives Orlando the sword of Troy to fight Gleason with because Orlando Bloom has been like, I'm going to settle this war by fighting uh, Helen's ex-husband, mano a mano. And so Peter O'Toole gives him the sword of Troy, again, seeming so unimpressed. <laughs> no one has made a worse bet in history. <laughs> yes. Yes. Uh, so Banner is then sad with his wife, Saffron Burrows, famous from Law and Order, but she's also in Deep Blue Sea. Boston Legal, my man. And of course, your favorite, Boston Legal. It's got a great season arc. Pitt is sad about something. He doesn't want to fight until Agamemnon grovels to get it, give him back. There's He's some... sick of doing all the work. He's sick of doing all the work and Agamemnon getting the glory. He's sick of doing same, all the work, same, all the glory. Same beat. Yeah. No, but no. This change. time he actually doesn't do it, and he also wants Bruce Ellis back. Yeah, he wants Bruce Ellis back. That's like a whole. It is. It is Agamemnon being too prideful. Every it time is. this movie is not doing a big battle, it fucking stinks to shit. And yet here we are. Then Watching the war starts, and the movie is good again. Look at these big armies. Paris offers to fight Gleason. Gleason accepts with the great line. Tonight I'll drink to your bones. Mm -hmm. Wow. The sound of marching feet, like thousands of marching feet, is my ASMR. <laughs> I just put that, I, that came on and I was like, oh my God, I can hear the sandals and the jangling spears. And I just looped it. Is this a movie that got you into historical reenactment? Yeah. Great question. This yes. and Lord of the Rings. I probably went to my first, I genuinely probably went to my first historical reenactment uh, session months after this movie. That's awesome. It is really important to me. I'm sorry that we're over here hating on Honestly, your, so important to you. Honestly, your spears can't touch me. So then there's a Gleason Orlando 1v1. The thing that we're all here for. I think this, is, this fight is awesome. Uh, I love it when it cuts to Brian Cox and he just giggles with glee. Easy little laugh. His, <laughs> he just giggles as his friend is just beating up this child. He like points. <laughs> um, Brandon Gleason has the energy of like the most dangerous local at your pub. Yes. And it is so much fun to watch someone who in a movie full of hops have one guy that's just a fucking nasty just little a, brawler. Just a big boy. Yeah. I think Orlando Bloom is good in this, this scene. scene. I think it's I the agree. only scene that he's good in. Phenomenal, but he actually. plays terrified incredibly, well. incredibly Snibbling well. Snivelling little Paris. Mm. Snivelling little Paris. So then Gleason wins the fight, goes to kill Orlando Bloom, but Banner <laughs> kind of kills him as he kind of goes to make the final blow. And then there is a big battle at the gate. Agamemnon's armies are too close to Troy's walls, so they lose and have to retreat. Banner kills Ajax. Very rude. Extended fight in the edi uh, extended edition. Yes. Really, also, really this good. Is, it's interesting that you talk about all the blood because I've written here, digital blood spray has really improved in the intervening 20 years. It's all I'm real. Assuming, yeah, right, right, right. I'm assuming... I, I think in the theatrical cut, it is digital blood spray mm -hmm. because it's like just these puffs of red that kind of pop up. And I, I imagine- I actually the, think the they're masking out a lot of the goop. Sorry, forgive me. We've gone, we've, we've gone past the sex scene? Mm, no. I, no, okay, I think that's, cool. no, 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 that's Don't coming up. 
Then we cut to night two. Sorry. We cut to, no, no, no. You've got your priorities straight. Fast forwarding battle scene. Like. <laughs> you know, so it's the second night of the Trojan War. Brendan Gleeson has his funeral. Weirdly, I got quite emotional here because I was just thinking about Brendan Gleeson passing away in real yeah, life and it made me really sad. Yeah. Orlando is complaining that he's a little baby and begged for mercy against Gleeson. He's right to do, do so. so. Agamemnon has to get Achilles back. Okay. And then there is a horrifying sexual assault scene interrupted by Achilles coming to save Roseburn. Obviously, this is one of the worst things in the movie. Uh, just the shittest thing. I hate it. Uh, there's no reason for it to be there. doesn't mean anything except to, I guess, set up that Roseburn doesn't just give up. I mean, anyway, I just think it's Sucks like, ass. it's so bad. Big and David then Benioff. is made Bullshit. so much worse by the fact that then they flirt after he saved her and then she goes to kill him. But instead of killing him, they have sex. I have Hear no defense out. of it. I'm not defending this movie, Jesus Christ, but <laughs> in this situation, yeah, I agree that the way that it's been filmed in this movie and presented and then with the um, sexy, angry sex scene as being the, like, that's not the right way to show it. But I do think that like the reality of um, that character being a literal war prize, like that and that the kind of, they just don't show it in a way that is kind of meaningful. It's like them trying to make it almost like sexy yes. and that's bad because I think that you shouldn't necessarily, sh and I'm like, this is one thing I'm, I find complicated because whenever I see like a sexual assault scene in the movie, more often than not, it's used as a character device to then make a woman like a stronger character or something like yeah. that after all, just a shock value or, and it's like a really boring beat. But I do think when it comes to literal war, war prizes, like this shit did happen. Mm. It's just not shown in a way like she's still technically Achilles war prize there. This is pretty much just rape again, right? Like mm. it's not shown yeah. in a way that is. But but it, uh, the but the, pr the, the problem with the yeah, it's it's not the thing of like you can't show that on screen. It's not prudishness. It's mm. like the way that it is presented on screen is immoral. It, it's it's <laughs> I find funny, and this is like I'm gonna probably get cancelled for saying this. So Achilles, hell yeah, war hero, glory, Charlie Devonport's new Netflix special. <laughs> <laughs> Look, <laughs> I I think the issue is trying to make this even romanticize even slightly. Mm. I think what would have probably actually happened is Achilles would have absolutely probably raped his war prize. That's just how course, they yeah. are taught in this that like they mm. are deserving of it. A whole reason why he's mad at Agamemnon is that he keeps on taking his war prizes from him. Mm. And he's like, I earned this. And like it's not a good thing, but I think that like having him be different or changed by her are the fact that she's like this sassy, he's like immediately won over by like a sassy war prize. It's just like really weird writing, really like, it, and it makes it romanticized in a way that's not necessarily interesting. If like just don't have it, just have her be there. Like, I don't know, just weird. If anyway. Achilles Does that make sense? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I'm just like, they're, they're shying away from the fact that every one of these characters are war criminals, you know? Yeah. Achilles is a war god. Sure, he yeah, is yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think that, I mean, and it's fine to be, have. Wouldn't that be an interesting thing for a movie to be about? Is what if mm -hmm. what uh, War God was like, uh, you know, coming to face to face with their own morality? Yeah. yeah. That's really interesting. This, and a, this movie just doesn't give a shit enough it's about a it. Different, it, is, it is about a different thing. No, it's, it's yeah. not. About glory. That's what it's trying to be about. It's about, I think it can be about both, to be yeah, honest. Yeah, absolutely. I, look, I'm not saying that I wanted a movie in which we saw this character get raped by Achilles. That's not no. what I'm saying. I just think it's interesting choice to make it like, to try and romanticize it in when, in like call a, call a spade a spade. You know, would like been, that's what's interesting to me. Like, would it why? be more interesting if Achilles was um, not just like, all right, was not just queer coded, but was like 
in the narrative gay in love with Patroclus and his thing his whole time with Brucellus was purely like a glory thing like a like a, 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 glo- a, a glory thing and just him having conversation with this person it would yeah. still be problematic but would it feel better well, I mean, than there every... being romance in it yeah i think so because i think that the the romance is quite shoehorned in there for mm. no apparent reason i kind of yeah i think that would be at, le- at least it would feel There's less no way if, you if, can... Bru- if Brucilla like um humanized Troy for him. Yeah, that's kind of... Which yeah. I guess is like they were what trying it's to do supposed that. to happen, yeah. but yeah, it's yeah, not yeah. what you yeah, feel if you as take, an audience If you member. take out all the sex and this is just about him like um, understanding the human human loss involved, yeah. then I think this works a lot better. But it's yeah. also like he's done so many wars. Like how has this never happened before? It's kind of... A, it's, it's, just, it's just like... It's just bad characterization. <laughs> hmm. I, I, look, I think... It, I don't think any of this works. I think that... Very broad, pl- uh, broad plot structure could work. Yeah. It's just not done well here. No, I'll admit that. The fucking all the sexual shit in this sucks ass. Yeah, it's like honestly, I probably buy Achilles being more of an asexual character in that way. Who only really yeah, cares about glory of. and mortality. He's like, and the reason he's so he, upset that she gets taken away is because it's like he's gl- it's like a um, disrespect. You yeah, know, as opposed it's glory. to glory. Like, anyway, I don't know. Even this is hard. even that would work. Like that would work, and you could do the Patrick. It's like if if Achilles is just a sexless war god. Yeah, if that's the take on the character, mm. and it's just he's. Uh, I'm trying to think of like a robot, a robotic. The Terminator. Yeah, I'm uh, like a character from Succession, almost like someone who's just yeah, kind of. (laughs) I was trying to think of something. So you're just pushing to have (laughs) Brian Cox cast as Achilles again. All I'm saying. This is the whole pitch. Uh, (laughs) No, no. no. But if you had, and then the Patrick eating its own tail. The Patroclus thing was about like honor and what's mine mm. and you can't take him from me and like mm. that thing or rather than a half cousin familial thing mm. that could work but it doesn't do it like it doesn't do it it's just not interested in mining the character mm. of like trying to make them interesting in a modern mm. lens yeah my and action figures go bounce yes the, the action figures do little hops and I think that is a f- huge flaw. <laughs> yeah, it's interesting though because yeah, obviously, like thinking face. about Benny, Dave, what's his name, Benny, David Benioff. Yeah, and like looking at kind of you look at Carl Drogo and Daenerys Targaryen, sure, and mm. how she's essentially sold him, and then like he, mm. and how that kind of plays out is, is interesting because it's sort of a version of this. But really. but it, I think also you think about that stuff was written by George R. R. Martin. Those be- those character beats and written differently, and and and, and but like. And when Benioff and Vice fully took over the story, that's obviously when it entirely kind of dropped off. Uh, and the characters got worse and shallower and more surface mm. and 100%. I, I just don't... I, yeah, I, I don't apologise to David Benioff. Yeah. I know where I sit. I'm sorry. I, f- I made it sound like I wanted to see like a more sexual assault in this movie. No, I no, think no, no. I don't. That's don't not worry. what that's I. Totally I not came how across. We, that's not how it came across. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah. you're fine. We but un- I also we think what, what happened was Hollywood studio went. You know, you've got two very attractive actors here. You know what sells? Sex sells. We're going to make this like an edgy film, and they're going to bang. Talking about Hollywood at the time, I did look it up. Uh, Alexander, the Colin Farrell yeah. uh, biopic directed by Oliver Stone, interesting, came out 2004. Wow. They both came out at the same time. Huh. And uh, Troy was much more successful. Really? And 
Yeah, uh, Colin Farrell was gay in that movie. Like, mm. it was very much this is about Alexander, a gay man trying to like balance, but then, <laughs> balance his home life and his war life, <laughs> his home life his... and his empire. <laughs> Genuinely, that's what it is, and his relationship with his mother. Weird, weird movie. <laughs> Darling, why are you crying? I have no more worlds left to conquer. <laughs> oh my God. I had no idea who the who the old Jewish voice was Who's in that story. <laughs> uh, well, his mother's Angelina Jolie. <laughs> uh, so. Oh. Odysseus tries to convince Achilles to come back, but he refuses. He's still mad at Agamemnon. Again, it's the same beat. It's the same emotions again. It doesn't change. Troy decides to go on the offensive. Eric Banner, of course, thinks that's a bad idea. He's probably right. Always is. They attack in the night. Flaming spears. Flaming balls. That's awesome. So sick. That's awesome. We're close up of Eric Banner's face as a big ball goes past. That's awesome. Yeah. That's some of the best shit you can do. See, that's the thing. (laughs) (laughs) So the Trojans think that Achilles has joined the fight. Him and Hector battle it out. Hector kills him, but it turns out it's Patroclus. They had the same hair. uh, And everyone like stops and is like, oh, fuck, you really fucked up now. That's Achilles' boy. (laughs) It is such a funny thing. It's like when um, it's at the top of John Wick when um, uh, uh, the uh, fucking Alfie Allen's dad finds out that uh, Alfie Allen killed John Wick's dog and he just goes, where fucked? (laughs) There is no out. All we can do is run as long as we can and hope that he never finds us. But we are on a a timer. It's the exact same thing when Patroclus goes back over with this huge gash in his neck and then drowns in his own blood. And everyone's just like, well... That's it. Uh, I guess that's it for Troy. <laughs> that's it for Troy, which is sick. Which is good. I mean, yeah. It's a good scene. If only the relationship between Patroclus and Achilles was better. Was and, worse. And would actually earn 100%. turn. But if you have a deep enough if psychosis you whilst you watch that, this that movie. sex scene with Roseburn and... Because it's in the exact right position. Yeah. Like it's 100%. structurally could, exactly where it should honestly, be. Honestly, yeah, cut Roseburn completely and... Uh, I mean, she uh, was is a historical figure that's that, that yeah, was the, actually I'm not sure there's mythological a thousand figures. mythological figures. They that handle that so well in Song of Achilles. They have mm. that whole storyline and it's fucking awesome because... Anyway, read Absolutely. the book. It's really, really good. But yeah, they, the way that they manage that, it's like... In the, in, uh, the Iliad, uh, part of it is also that I believe it is Ares disguises Patrick to look even more like Achilles, right? So because it's all rude. Ares rude. Ares the gods rude guy. Rude. Oh well, and it's all about. It's also the gods also living out their like uh, fury through these uh, mortal pawns. Yeah, they're pe- they're petty wars. Yeah, old men talk. So we cut to the and, and young men die. Yes, the Patroclus funeral. Um, I think again, I don't think this movie is very good. However. Eric Banner looking at his son and thinking about Patroclus while Pitt is looking at the funeral pyre of Patroclus burning. It's a really powerful scene. Very good. (laughs) It's kind of powerful stuff. Eric Banner's good. Everyone's good. (laughs) So next day, Pitt rides up in a carriage to challenge Banner to a fight. He shouts Hector over and over again until he comes down. And I have maybe the most... Uh, endorphins released in my brain possible for a human to survive it's so good honestly yeah that's the best part of the movie is him yelling it's up there with um you know stella hector it's up there with the great movie yell the great movie name yells yep 
and there's just like this general understanding. It's like there's no point even shooting at him. Like we can't, we can't kill Achilles. We just mm. know it at this point. Uh, his dad saying Nemo when <laughs> finding Nemo. <laughs> Marlon saying Nemo <laughs> when he shouts Nemo a bunch. Oh, that's right. the other best. That's, movie I was yell? just thinking yeah, 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 more yeah. movie name yells. Yeah, yeah. it's pretty. Cool. <laughs> you know what's full of good name yells? It's a TV show. Uh-huh. Supernatural. Sure. Like every episode is like Bobby! Like that is Yes. That is that is a great one. That is Full a of, good one. I think there is something. Do we um, do we want to do that for another two or three minutes? Pit rides up in a carriage, uh, uh Banner accepts. Uh, there is an awkward handshake line as Banner says goodbye to everyone that he knows in the movie. Mm-hmm. Like every side character that we've met in Troy, Banner has to like shake their hand and move on. And Scarecrow, I think I'll be sad as never to see you again. <laughs> yes, it is, it is either like that or the very ending of Return of the King when Frodo has to say goodbye <laughs> to anything. It's the, the most wrong emotional bit. moment. But it's like in the middle of the <laughs> yeah, movie where we don't right. know these characters. Uh, and this is when I wrote, they sh- really should send flowers and gifts every year upon the year for what they made the women do in this movie. It mm-hmm. is <laughs> fucking shit. Really bad anyway, stuff. So then they fight. It is incredible. It's a six spear fight. Movies really can be magical. You can have Brad Pitt and Eric Banner fight each other with spear and shield and then cut to Peter O'Toole being like, this is exciting. <laughs> there was a bet between, do you want to take this one? No, 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 you got it. There was a bet between Eric Banner and Brad Pitt about uh, they had to give each other $50 for each time the other person uh, hit them during the rehearsals. Uh, (laughs) Brad Pitt walked out with no money and uh, uh, Eric Banner walked out with, I think, $500. (laughs) Yeah. Well, no, 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 it was, it was uh, no, uh, Eric Banner, I think, was down, I think. He was like negative 400 or something. No, no every time. Brad no, Pitt hit him heaps. Like, oh, yeah. right, right, yeah. sorry, sorry. Yes, yeah, yes, yeah. yes. So, and then the the almost certainly apocryphal story is that the agents of Brad Pitt took Eric Banner aside at one point and were like, hey, we love that you guys are so into this. We love that you're having a great time. You're Eric Banner and we just think you're amazing. That's Brad Pitt. If you touch a hair on his head, you're dead. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't hear I'm that. I'm sure that story is probably apocryphal, yeah. but that's the like myth. Um, I love that they didn't use any stunt doubles for this fight. Really good. Really looks important. Good. It looks fantastic. It looks they, incredible. Those two, you know they had the, like, just such a, just the fucking they fellas. had the best eye of the fellas. <laughs> they were most excited for this scene. But yeah, they had to reshoot several, I think months after, yeah. and it was this fight. It's also a million yeah. degrees. Like they, yeah. they, they were sweating. Yeah. Um, so this movie, uh, this also has the line uh, where Eric Banner's like, hey, come on, please, after this, let's just let each other have the bodies back. You know, this is a fight between honorable men. And then uh, Achilles just goes, there are no pacts between lions and dogs. And I was like, well, <laughs> you, you're speaking to my hind brain. And I agree. <laughs> there, are, there are no pacts no, sorry, between, between lions. lions and men, which right. is even sicker. Right. I just can't, I can't move on. <laughs> can't move on emotionally from that moment. Nor the moment where Achilles screams, get up, I will not have a rock take my glory from yeah, me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is something I say in normal conversation. That is something you've said to me several times. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> when playing table tennis or something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hector has a lot of bravery and dignity. Yeah, I think he, I have a crush on Hector. Absolutely, you should. He's the only one who is sensible. <laughs> like, And I will murder him. Dude, that's so true. He, Hector he, does he, have a lot of bravery and dignity. He does. He was right all along and everyone should just listen to him. Yeah. He's also in the... He's the only one that gives a shit about civilians or his soldiers. Yeah. He's just a good guy and he, he died. He's just a good fucking guy. He's a good guy. He shouldn't have died. He shouldn't have died. He shouldn't have died, man. He shouldn't have died, man. I fucking miss him. I miss him every day. Hector!
<laughs> He's in my Instagram bio. <laughs> R.I.P. Hector. Yeah. <laughs> 35, 30, 3567 30, BC to 3500 <laughs> BC. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's going... Uh, actually, maybe I should put that. Achilles ties Hector to his cart, his carriage, and then... Chariot. Ta- chari- what did I say? And then uh, drives him back to uh, the, the camp. Um, then we cut to night four, I guess. Mm-hmm. And we get my favourite scene in the whole movie which is Peter O'Toole sneaking into Achilles' camp, begging him for his son's body back. So good. O'Toole is so locked in for something that, yeah, clearly he didn't want to be there. Brad Pitt gets better in this scene because of And Brad Pitt's so good. I read Diana Kruger said that she's never worked with a ruder actor. I think he was pretty drunk on set. Oh, (laughs) 100%. That man has wasted during this scene, probably. But you know, but he's fucking, fucking hey, incredible. Credit where credit's due, you can turn a good fucking performance. Yeah, and then he, he mm. says, he says, let me wash his body, let me say the prayers. He, he I walk, tear up. He walks in. He goes, "What's Brad now thinking he about?" He walks in and he, he doesn't say a single word and he kisses uh, Brad Pitt's hand and he goes, "I have now endured what no man on earth has had to endure before. I have kissed the hands of the man that killed my son." <laughs> and then Brad Pitt just goes. Prius. Priam. Priam. <laughs> and, then, and then Peter goes, vroom, vroom, I'm a hybrid car. <laughs> I'm very energy efficient. Transforms. Um, yeah, it's the sickest scene in it's cinema. Nigel Phelps' first Transformer film in disguise. <laughs> <laughs> Peter O'Toole as Toyota Prius. Where it started. Nigel. Oh, fuck, that's good. Oh. Shit. Uh, and then he also says, you have taken everything from me. And then I put it in uh, brackets. Primus actively admitting Paris isn't shit. What happened in the director's cut? That line. <laughs> and then after Brad Pitt leaves, you stay with Tool a little bit longer. And he turns into a Prius. <laughs> His name is Priam for the people watching at home. So one thing that is what could have been explored in this movie, which wasn't, is I think the idea of like Hector being a more of a just a human or someone who cares as opposed and doesn't care about his own glory that it, much. I think it is. In it that. is in the movie, but I think yeah. like it could have been kind of what I would have done if I directed this again, would have had more, and would have should. had some gay stuff in there for sure. Mm-hmm. Would have had more um, sexual assault. No, sorry. Bad. No, 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 no. Charlie Devonport. <laughs> Taking the audience hostage. Live at the Apollo. <laughs> Live at the Apollo. At the Apollo. <laughs> Live at the Apollo <laughs> Temple. Charlie Devonport with outrage. Top. Okay. Sorry. Second, oh. I would have had the goddess and It's God just magic. a picture of you with black tape over your mouth. Oh, my God. Oh. <laughs> and a sign that says, can't be silenced. Yeah. Oh, my Lord. Surely I'm coming out of the Trojan horse in this picture. <laughs> Sorry. I don't know why. Anyway, anyway, you want more sexual um, assault in the film. Yeah. So, first of all, I would like, yes, um, more LGBTQI representation from clearly queer characters. Second of all, I'd like the magic and the goddesses. Absolutely. It would be fantastic. And the gods. I think this movie would have been great if they treated it more like a classic war film where you spend as much time with Achilles as you do with Hector and you have a dual protagonist situation clearly. I think that's what it's going for. I know it tries, but but then it's like not quite there. Well, it's because Hector doesn't have enough shit going on. He does so. He's got... He's I mean, in, I maybe maybe in like the real in the story. I, d- I don't mean... I don't mean... I just mean... I just mean... Obviously not a real story. All made up. Uh, <laughs> How dare you? Um, <laughs> I gotta go change my bio. 
<laughs> I think there's heaps more. I think the juxtaposition mm. between like people who are dealing with as like mere mortals are uh, dealing with someone who has the kind of like blessing of God and like the prophecy yeah. saying that he will. Like it's like there's so mm. many things in there. Th- there is a lot more of um, Hector uh, talking about how we've got to stop relying on the gods and just look at how many people are dying. Yeah. Mm. In the director's cut. Wow. Mm. Well, so basically I'm pitching the director's cut at this mm, point. No. The better version. It's just a lot of missed opportunities. And that's mm-hmm. the biggest thing. This movie isn't necessarily as bad as we're kind of saying. There's p- things no, like... No, it's pretty bad. It's pretty this bad. This movie's pretty bad. But I think the, the thing about it, though, is it's just such a huge missed opportunity. And that's the biggest painful kind of... like, And the fact that it wasn't that well received. Mm. Um, that's probably due to it being quite bad, I'd, yes, I'd say. Yes, <laughs> But I mean, like, it's a, that's what I mean, wasted opportunity. Where yep. you're kind of like, there's so much to do here. And there's, there's so much to talk about. So many interesting angles. And they went with the most least... They went with the least interesting ideas and I think narratively it suffers. War scenes, fantastic. Production design, you know, yeah, it's mm-hmm. not historically accurate, Incredible. but I like that they embrace that. You know? uh, I don't think, yeah, I don't think that matters. When you're telling this like mythological story, like who cares that you're using it's Corinthian columns? Yeah, and er- Eric Banner talks about how he leant down to tie his sandal at one point and he looked down and he looked at the tiles on the floor and he was like, holy fuck, that's not even grouted. That's using like an old technique. Every single inch of the set was designed. Yeah, wow. Yeah, cool. um, interesting that we just talked about how bad this movie is, yet my next... Actual next note is this. Is Troy maybe a masterpiece? 10 out of 10, question mark. <laughs> it's almost not bad enough to be funny bad either. I don't think there's a single thing funny about it. That's I would agree. I would say that there's no jokes in the movie. The movie, just... the movie is anti-fun. You sack of wine. <laughs> yeah, I agree. This movie is not bad enough to actually have a good time watching yeah, it with your it's friends. it's in that unfortunate It's middling. in that unfortunate middling just kind of sucks zone. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Interesting. It is horse time. The horse really should, for me, feel like a victory. It should be this like Ocean's Eleven-y thing, but tragedy. instead it is a very sad tragedy when the horse shows up. And I'm like, what are we doing here? So they do the horse. Odysseus has an idea for the horse. It's Odysseus, right? That has the idea for the horse? Yeah. 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 The horse goes inside Troy. They open the gates. Army gets in. There are no guards watching the horse. Sure. Beautiful horse design. The horse is fan-fucking-tastic. Got a shout-out that that horse was designed by Nigel Phelps based on a uh, picture that was brought to him, a uh, photograph of an art piece, which is a gorilla made of tyres. And he was like, that's what I want to go for, crazily. Interesting. And then he wanted to all look like it was made up of pieces of the ships. Yeah, it was which o- it does. could only be things that they had, and it yeah. looks fucking sick. It, it does. Awesome. It's, it's honestly probably the best part of this movie. Is and it should feel horse. like a victory. I like I that it feels tragic. I don't agree. Because I think that Achilles doesn't want to be in this war, but he was like, his it's a tragedy. Kind of, and I think that like we've, and in this movie, we've kind of gotten to like the, like we're kind of meant to be sympathetic yeah, of the, the resonance Greeks of Troy, the right? Guys. And where the bad guys now coming in. I disagree. I don't think it should feel like a tragedy. I like that it has this sort of ominous, awful look to it. It's in a the big end, horse. it's like the war. The yeah, mess, you just this like is an horses. anti-war film, right? And there it might go. be an anti-horse film, Lincoln. Mm. That's why you don't like it. Mm. It's about you, but it's anti-horse. I don't mind that it's not. <laughs> it's about me if I didn't like. Well, I guess Achilles does love horses. It's about the tragedy Achilles of horses. Achilles doesn't love horses. <laughs> Achilles is just a tool being used by Agamemnon, who is clearly the antagonist of this film. Mm, Bit of a tool. He goes, um, you're a much better king than Agamemnon, the one I'm fighting for. And he says goodbye to To Toyota Prius. Yes, he does. (laughs) And it's like, what's the point of this? And then the horse happens. You know, um, Achilles wasn't actually a part of the Trojan horse, I don't think. Because you know that this movie makes it seem like the Trojan War went for five days, actually went for like ten years. years. I also think Achilles dies in a completely different place. Like he still gets shot in the ankle but i think Uh, it's in an actual war yeah yeah Mm. anyway just some fun facts you know we're not here to fact check troy (laughs) 
No. Or we'll be here all day. More so. So Troy is sacked, and, I, and we're supposed to feel sad, of course. Uh, very bizarre. Very bizarre. Uh, no movie should be... <laughs> <laughs> sorry. This is when... Sorry. <laughs> oh, I feel like I've finally killed his love of film. <laughs> <laughs> no movie should be more interested in having a clear protagonist-antagonist relationship than this one, and it so clearly has no interest in that style of Hollywood filmmaking, and Hugh's much closer to, a, I imagine, the Iliad Greek itself. Tragedy. And I think that's... The wrong choice. <laughs> I think it's too half and half, to be honest. If I'm it taking my, sure, sure, if sure. I'm taking my, sorry, you go. No, you go. If I'm taking off my uh, rose-tinted helmet, I think that yeah, it is too half and half. It is too half Hollywood, too half tragedy. I love that it's it, got the plot structure of a tragedy. I just don't think it's done well. It, but it, I, I like if this was in like Green Knight mode, where it actually amazing. feels like a like a myth, yeah. where you're like watching. If the gods were in it, if yeah. there was, there's a lot of things that could be improved. It should imagine. also not be a totally white cast. But here I am. I actually be more interested in the tragedy version of this, but I think like it's yeah they just half-assed all of it, it and is then, a half it was, then it was just completely middling. As we were saying, it's confused about what it's trying to do, and I feel like it could have gone down one path of like clear. Hollywood storytelling in that way just probably feels like that's what better. it wants it, to do the whole time. I feel like it wanted to be something else, and the Hollywood production or like the studio was like, "Hang on, who's no, the bad no, guy?" I think this David is this Benioff. is Benioff. I think this is okay. Benioff just being like, "I can thread both needles." Yeah, it is, and like because okay. yeah, it makes fair. you want to feel kind of happy when Achilles dies, which is the opposite of a tragedy. It, like the thing is, he dies because he learns his lesson too late. Should be the way that this works. Sure, and that's kind of what happens. But he dies tra heroically. It should be a tragic death, and yeah, it's fine. But I, he learns. He learns his lesson. He learns his lesson when he meets Rose Byrne, and then and then rejects the lesson. Rejects the lesson when Patroclus dies, and then and relearns then it from Prius, from Priam. Whom? <laughs> so in this, do they talk about any, like, I don't because I don't have, like, prophecy kind of thing, but I'm pretty certain, and I could be so Sorry, are you saying that this. you've never had a prophecy <laughs> about yourself? Is that, you're like, I can't speak to it from experience. It's a bit of a shame, mm. but I've heard of these things. No, but in this, um, I think the whole idea was that Achilles knew he was going to die at the Battle of Troy, right? It was, like, the idea that he would not live a long life. The he would die being immortal in battle. The closest he get in this movie it gets to admitting that is, and... Don't spare me. In the director's cut, there's an added line where he asks his mother, is this prophecy true? And she says, yes, I know it is. Yeah. So he, the one magic thing is that he does know that if he goes to Troy, he dies. Yes. And I think that what could be interesting is that him trying to leave Troy in that state is actually him choosing life and that kind of thing. Yeah, it's that's like what he I think actually it was scared. He's trying to do that in yeah. a way. But I think that Patroclus, oh, like... Yeah. I've seen a version, I've read a version in which Patroclus, the reason to go back into... The reason he dresses up as Achilles... Is because he wants um is because they're losing the war so badly when Achilles is not fighting for them mm. that he goes, All right, I want to save these men's lives. I also don't want Achilles to go back into battle. I want him to leave mm. because he will die and I love him. Good stuff. So he dresses up and thinks that if he leads the troops and if Achilles if they still think that Achilles is fighting for them because they've cottoned on that he isn't, that they will withdraw from that particular battle. Mm. And so he does that and then gets killed and then Achilles ends up doubling down, which is more interesting, I think. 100%. Um, Way more interesting. Uh, Brad Pitt goes to find Rose Byrne. Simply who cares? Uh, Cox is having the best time of his life yelling, let it burn. They sack Troy some more. Cox kills Peter O'Toole. Rose Byrne kills Cox. 
Orlando Bloom shoots Achilles through the heel. Achilles dies. Sad. <laughs> this is a great sequence of Orlando Bloom, Bloom doing no acting. Just because Roseburn's just being like, stop shooting. And <laughs> the way it's framed is it looks like, I don't know, he's deaf and he just keeps on shooting Achilles yeah. despite everyone in the room saying, stop Orlando. Yeah. Really funny to me. So Sean Bean then has a closing monologue, which is basically the, just the same monologue from the beginning, but now it's supposed to mean so much more to us. Don't fucking start. Uh, then the movie really ends with a big huh and one of the worst ending songs I've ever heard. <laughs> uh, ending song not in the extended edition actually ends, for some reason, on the CGI dog. <laughs> There's another dog. Bizarre choice. Bizarre choice. <laughs> it's a bizarre choice. So, Troy. All right. Who earned their paycheck? I have. Tyler Mayne. I think Ajax, I think is, I think it's actually a really good performance. I agree. I think it's like, uh, I, you know, there's a few Tyler main performance. I don't think he's a, um, he has an enormous amount of range as an actor, mm -hmm. but I think he's really, really good in this. You've got to see really him solid. in the extended cut. You missed his best line. I am Ajax, breaker of stones. Look upon me and despair. <laughs> I might get that tattooed on my butt. My guy is David Leitch. Leitch? Uh, David Leitch or David Leitch, who is one of these uh, stunt, stunt directors who on this. Who's just directed. Who went on to direct John Wick. Amazing. So yeah, the he, did, he directed uh, with Chad Stahelski. Yes, who, who yes. Overtook, he yeah. was he, one of the co-directors so of John Wick. He was the Matrix. Leach and Stahelski were a the ton Matrix. Of shit. Yeah, he was on that, and then he, but he worked on this. Did a lot of the yeah. fight choreography for this. And he's got a new movie with Ryan Gosling, I think. The Fall Guy. The Fall Guy that was filmed in Sydney. Yeah. Yes. Um, I would like to nominate Bob Ringwood, who is the costume designer for this movie. Costumes are really good. Little pick. skirts. Um, lots of little skirts. Um, whose uh, filmography includes the 1984 Dune. Sick. Um, Sick. Batman, 1989. Oh, really? Friends. I Friends. bet you brought him along. There you go. Alien 3, Batman Returns. Alien 3. Demolition Man. Demolition, Demolition Man there. and not Judge Dredd. Man, these guys are like... Yeah. yeah swapping. AI, artificial intelligence. <gasps> Incredible looking movie. And the last movie is Troy. Uh, nominated for an Oscar for this, Lost Out to the Aviator. Hmm. That's uh, a pretty well costume design. Yeah, the movie looks really good. Well. There you go. There you go. Um, so, uh, yeah, I think that the costumes are particularly good in this movie. Yeah. They okay. don't look... And it's so easy to look costumey because they are costumes. But you know what I mean? Like sometimes you look something and you're like, what are they wearing? What are they doing? Yeah. Um, this one, they, they kind of look... They look good. The skirts look good. I, I've spent like a significant portion of this podcast searching for one on eBay. Searching for a little skirt? For, searching for the right. blue dealie. The yeah, blue dealie. Cool. The blue dealie. It's the sailing slash uh, sword practicing outfits that they have. Oh. Nice. I love that blue dealie. I also want to you would look really funny in one of those. That looks beautiful. <laughs> I also want to shout out the child at the start of the movie. I think he does a great job. He does really oh, good. Like that goes and talks to Brad Pitt. Yeah. yeah. He's yeah, the yeah, biggest yeah, yeah. man I've ever seen. Like, I wouldn't want to fight him. Yeah. And he's like, oh, sir, it is the afternoon. Or something like that. <laughs> it is the afternoon. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't man. know. But yeah. Why do they set Achilles up and be like some party animal orgy guy? It's just not like that at all. Yeah. He doesn't like He doesn't do that. That is, that, not, that is not him even slightly. Hmm. They just were like, just to be like a rock star. Because it's cool, yeah. Because cool. he wants to be like a cool. like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> It's a great character introduction. Is it as good as Philip Seymour Hoffman in The Talented Mr. Ripley? I love that movie, but Question. it's better. No, I think Philip Seymour Hoffman arriving in a little convertible going, bah, bah, honking, and then like flipping out of it. <laughs> then checking out uh, two women yeah. in a most obnoxious way, like, 
Don't you just walk wanna, in like it is? Don't one you of the just want to fuck everyone you've ever met just once? <laughs> is this line oh, really good? God. It's maybe number two. That is such a good character introduction. Such an amazing character in a much much better film, and yet here, I, I, I mean, I've got to ask it, and this is probably a question that is only interesting for my response. Is it better than Holes? I'm so interested to hear what you have to say about this. I don't know what I'm gonna say. Okay, I'm gonna say it is a worse movie. Worse than movie Holes. than Holes. Um, when I'm not not ex- by like that much. Uh, w- when I'm not experiencing a bad script. W- when I'm not experiencing a full psychotic break, which to be fair, I'm experiencing because we've been in this room for two hours. So long, I'm kind of going crazy. Um, I would say no. I think on it, on on everything added up, it is not as good as Holes. But I just. But when you're watching it. It's better. Yeah. It's better than Holes. Okay. It's better than Holes. We need to cover Holes to see if I'm having... I'm just recency biased, but fuck, this movie beats Holes. Wow. It's crazy. Troy. The movie Troy. Troy. I love it. It's not very good. It's It's a 5 out of 10. That's a 10 out of 10 somehow. Wow. <laughs> um, I have the tiny... Uh, do we want to cover Oscars? Or are we out of steam? No, I, I mean, I'm not out of steam, but uh, is there anything we want? My only thing that I wanted to say about the Oscars, also this will come out far beyond oh, yeah. when the nominations come out. It, it, the Oscar nominations just came out today. Boy and Heron is not um, nominated for uh, Best Picture, which is wrong. That's Actually, incorrect. Actually, my review for The Boy and the Heron was nominated for Best Picture. Really? So if wow. you want to um, check that, sorry. Okay. <laughs> Shameless plug. Wow. No, no. I, um, uh, gateway to anime. <laughs> uh, Boy and the Heron. No, I agree. The producer Boy and the like Sam, Sam has to get up. The producer has to get up. Yeah, so yeah, it's actually, yeah. it'll be Joss. It's Joss. <laughs> Joss, Joss will get He's up and the accept the award. Yeah, yeah, it'd yeah. be nice to have an Oscar-winning producer involved in our podcast. It would be great. <laughs> um, I want to ask quickly. Yeah, shoot. Mm-hmm. If you could play any character... Like, actually, seriously, you have to be cast in this movie. I have and to be you have, cast? You have to do it. Like, you have to do it and you have to think what you can bring to the table. Who are you going to play? It has to be Paris. Yeah. For me. Yeah. Although, I don't, like, I'm not... As pretty. I'm not as pretty. No, that's no, that's no slight at you. It's not. Um, but I, th- I think the sniveling worm, that's my, no, that I'm, no. that's my ballpark. That's my... You know, that's my real, that's my wheelhouse. I'm Hestus. I'm, I'm uh, Achilles' best friend. Yes. Yeah, I'm like, I, I. Yeah, you're the guy that comes in and is like, I kind of whoa. look like, I, I'm probably going to look like him in about four years. Yeah, four's generous. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if I grew my, like went before my haircut, I, I also feel like I could play that, like, I could very well play a guy that's obsessed with Achilles. <laughs> in a weirdly horny episode between you and me for some reason. <laughs> it's been an it's been my life's honor to fight with you, sir. <laughs> Would be my exact delivery. I think my hands are tied here. I've got three to choose from. There is nothing generous sentimentalist about this casting. <laughs> I think you'd be a good Hector. Guys, I'm a really great Helen of Troy, just a humble Bruno. Um, in fact, can I be, I, I thought it meant like I actually have to play it. I have to do the role. Me. Yeah, you but, but came up this, with is this, a, this is, uh, like, you know, where yeah. someone else is directing I, it who doesn't care about All right, probably kind of gender necessarily. Hear me out. Hector or <laughs> Ulysses. <laughs> Sean Ulysses. Ryder? Character. Oh, Odysseus. 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 Sorry, Ulysses. <laughs> I think I want, a, I want another think go big, at this story. Big, big. <laughs> well, there is that extremely strange. Ulysses. What's the name of What's the name of the guy that writes all the histories after this? Which uh, okay, Charlie, which one? The uh, you mentioned him earlier. He's like the main writer who then goes on to found Troy. There is a moment where Paris hand uh, 
Rome. It's the moment where Paris hands the... Romulus. It's not him, but it's a, his line. Anyway, there's a very weird like setup for a sequel where the Sword of Troy gets passed to him as he runs away. Oh, right. And it's a famous Greek uh, writer who then, who's then whose line is then meant on to go and find uh, found Rome, mm-hmm. implying that Rome is Troy too. It's a it's the weirdest. That pick. is bizarre. It's like it's like uh, it's a weird Avengers cameo moment for, the, for no one. Mm. <laughs> um, you could play that. All really right, I'll play, play that. The I'm gonna play the writer. Watch this space. No, no, no. I think I think Hector's good. Priam would be funny. Priam would be really <laughs> good. Um, Let me wash my son's body. Cassandra would be really good. Yeah, just not in the film at all. Cassandra and you Hector can't get just make together. up scenes in the film in your head. You're not allowed. <laughs> Guys, there is no director's cut. <laughs> it never has been. Oh my God, could you imagine? <laughs> that would be the, would be the I, best bit. That would be a good mastermind. Who would you who would you recast today as Achilles, Hector? I would love Oscar Isaacs as, as Achilles. As Achilles, I think you'd be an amazing. He's kind of Achilles. Is too old for Achilles. He's too, he's, too old he's now. Like now. Forty. We're yeah, saying now, like twenty twenty three. You're casting director yeah. for this movie. Actors now. What about look up the like word actors? <laughs> 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 what about like Mike Feist as uh, Hector? Oh, what about Adam Driver as as who as Hector? No, I think Ajax actually. I mean, Adam but Driver you'd have to bump big, up that role. Adam Driver with a big hammer hopping off going. It'd be incredible. Yeah, pretty cool. But Mike I don't Feist. think Driver's not going to do it, you know? It's fascinating to Mike look at the Feist list that like comes up. Mike Feist is like a Petroclus to me. Like, he's like a that. He would be, he'd be yeah. good. But. Harry Styles should be. Um, Paris. Paris. I actually had that in my notes of like, I can't wait to see him in the remake. That's not bad. That's not bad. Oh, you Perry, don't want, you don't want Timmy Chalamet as Paris? No. Again, he probably wouldn't do it. I think. I think. I guess, it, but also, <laughs> we're not actually pitching. Uh, it would be good Austin to have more Butler actually people of Greek as, as uh, Paris, not as Achilles. No, God, no. Austin Butler is no, Achilles. He's, he's, he's not. He's too. He's, he's too like weedy. You were gonna say Twinkie. I, was gonna <laughs> say Twinkie. I mean, Timothy is a good Paris choice. He's meant to be like beautiful and touched by the gods, and like, and like, mm. he, I think he'd be good. A good choice. I think it would be good, and I don't. Want, I, it would be good to have more people of Greek heritage. Who's Priam? Oh yeah, I guess yeah. We should probably cast yeah. Stop casting Jason, white English Jason boys. Manzoukas yeah. <laughs> as Hector. Jason Manzoukas. <laughs> I, I'm just keep on going back to Ajax. <laughs> <laughs> I just want nine Ajaxes. <laughs> Who is Priam today? Now. These days, Brian Cox, Hector <laughs> Elizondo. Hector Elizondo. I don't think so. He's too. He doesn't have the. It has to be like. What a, about Hector Elizondo as Agamemnon? Now we're talking. Mm. That I'm interested in. Maybe two. Me? Sexy. <laughs> this is hard. Well, Agamemnon, it's still Brian Cox, <laughs> I think. Honestly, it's still him. Have we had a good traditional adaptation of the of the Odyssey? No. No, the so. best is O Brother Where Art Thou. Yeah. And the Coen brothers it's famously not traditional. <laughs> not traditional. Yeah. It, it, and it famously O Brother Where Art Thou, the Coen brothers didn't read the Odyssey. Yeah. <laughs> they were like, we get the gist. Wikipedia. A masterpiece. Yeah. It'd be interesting to see that actually. It was a pretty epic It would be story. a Eight part miniseries now, though. I'd be pretty cool. You got like Cersei. You've got actually the book from Cersei's perspective is really good. Get as well. Cersei Ronan. Mm. Cersei Ronan for Cersei. For Cersei. And you got Calypso. You've got like all these, like he, he, he navigates his way around. He has a bad time. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I think he's the only one that survives. Sean Bean playing the only one that survives. What a It would wild, be great. That actually, that would actually And the fun thing is that the, I think, and you could still put Sean Bean in that role now because there's like, there is literally 20 years 
between the start of the Iliad and the end of the Odyssey. Yeah. And we are now 20 years bang on hmm. from when this movie came you out. You want to do a direct sequel yeah, to Troy? Yeah, I want to do it right now. Benny and Rock I want to put the gods back. In. And do you think Orlando Bloom pops up at one point? He survives this movie, right? Yes. Yeah, but the Odyssey is like a sequel to the uh, Iliad in the same way that the Hob- the Hobbit movies are a sequel to the Lord of the Rings. Like they are so separate from the real story. I, I, yeah, I understand that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, everything that's <laughs> happening back on like solid ground is kind of irrelevant. The time yeah. they're, they're, they're like just, fucking we're fucking boating around. Yeah. He's a, okay, rings, baby, you, let's go. Yeah, I mean, it's a, it's he's a, a wife boats. guy as well. He's a real wife guy. Big wife guy. Yeah, although he has to bang heaps of goddesses. He's like, oh no, all these goddesses <laughs> want to fuck, fuck me. All these goddesses. Well, he's turning like, into pigs. Cyclopses are in there. It's cool. It's a good, it's a good, it's a good little tale. <laughs> this movie, I wish I had the same enthusiasm that you have. I don't know where it comes from. Actually, uh, I do. My lizard brain. Mm. It is. Right. It's got a couple of diodes shoved right in. And also being eight years old in uh, nine years old in two thousand and four. Yeah, it still works though. Those yeah. hops, man. <laughs> Those hops and pops. So join us next week where we will be talking about Nigel Phelps' our final one, I believe, for him. That's correct. Detective Pikachu. So a bit of a Turn. Unless we do Thor Love and Thunder. I don't know if I can be the only person <laughs> absolutely enamored with something twice in a row that I kind of know is bad. To be fair, this movie I don't think is very good. Tr- Thor Love and Thunder is a movie that I despise. <laughs> I think that would be less fun. I, like I, them also, both. I also think that we, we've kind of made a rule for ourselves that we can't do sequels, which is kind of interesting because like unless... Have we made that rule for ourselves? Well, it just makes sense, I think, if we're talking about All like... Right. I mean, we haven't done them yet, have we? we haven't, I don't think we've done a sequel yet, but I think it's funny to kind of jump in <laughs> at like through. a Transformers 6 or something. True, true. Well, mm. hey, um, we did not make that decision. I just said that. <laughs> uh, hey, watch this space. Detective Pikachu is next time. I'm looking forward to that. I haven't seen it. I'm so we'll see. And such a different thing. And I like the idea that action production design and action movies have evolved in certain ways and like what's trending hashtag action film. It's also (laughs) interesting as our first big. No, it's not. It's it's a sequel to IP movies where you look at the IP movie of um, Batman 89. Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you consider that perhaps now the superhero movie trend is starting to diminish and starting the next to wane. Two, and the next great IP mining will be video games. And yeah. you've got one well, of toy, the, yeah, toys and video games. And you yeah. got kind of one of the bad ones, honestly. Detective Pikachu? Yeah. Pretty good flick. It's like that and the Dungeons and Dragons movie, I'd say. Yeah. And the Lego movie. Barbie. There's a few good ones. Barbie's good. Barbie. Barbie's good. Barbie's solid. Thank you so much. If you enjoy this content, you can find us on Instagram and TikTok and on our YouTube channel, which you're hopefully watching on now. Hello. Just supporting cast pod usually is our handle. Um, yeah, we love doing this. Please let us know if there's uh, anything we got completely wrong about Greek history, <laughs> about ancient Greece, which I'm sure we did. But um, no, that, uh, we had a lot of fun talking about this kind of stuff. We're we going to get visited by <laughs> three messengers from various gods telling us in our dreams that we've fucked up. The and fates hate me. The, fa- the fates, oh, with their string. <laughs> One eye, and yet they're all looking bad at me. Um, and remember that if you don't like, comment, and subscribe, uh, your name will be written in the sand rather than in the ages. Is that in the director's cut? Yeah, it is. <laughs> <laughs> it's in the Agamemnon says it. <laughs> How right, did it. I guess? <laughs> See you next week. Thank you. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>